What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome for your first time. It is I, your host of the Intertalk podcast, Ryan Westa, bringing you episode, I believe this is 189, and it uh, took less than 200 episodes to get my dream guest, Slim Fast, co-host of my favorite radio show, The Church of Laszlo, which you can also download, everybody, as a podcast and on YouTube now. And right now is a very important time, guys, to subscribe to their stuff and start listening. They have this campaign called Hashtag Listen Longer. Right now is their contract extension or deletion time. You know, either you get fired or you get get to keep doing their job. And this is his dream job, and he's amazing at it. He's been doing it for 20 years. And if you guys can just right now especially start listening longer, downloading their stuff, commenting, all that good stuff and it's just really going to go a long way and i think you're going to really want to do that after listening to this episode just how great of a dude he is um it was everything and more than i expect or hoped or could even expect it from him as a guest like just you know you you have high expectations from you know people you look up to or you want to meet and this was just an awesome experience and he said he's going to do it again he'd like to do it again and let's let's do it again slim i can't wait uh, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. I had a blast. Uh, I'll give you guys a little inside information, too, on how my brain works, how weird I am. After having done this episode with him, I was literally high for three days. Not on the Kratom he brought, just a straight, natural high. I was energized and excited about the podcast and having this conversation. It just it really pumped me up, for lack of a better word, for like three days, like this nonstop, exciting motivational high it was awesome and i hope you guys enjoy this uh let me just get some stuff out of the way promotion i hate i hate pimping myself but uh you know you got to do what you got to do uh patreon.com slash neanderthal podcast you can watch these episodes on video uh they're free everywhere else but it's a really cool nice way to uh you know help me out and support me and also, I guess right now, there's like a couple days left. I didn't even know there was a whole month. There's a whole month I missed out on promoting. But the pitch, uh, the pitchkc.com is probably it. And um, it's nomination time for Best Local Podcast. If you guys are interested in doing that, go ahead and put me in there as Talk Podcast. And uh, that's it, everybody. I hope you enjoy this episode. And that's I don't, that's it. I keep... That's why he's the professional and I am not. Enjoy this one, guys. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. Will no topic is off limits. Now here's your host, Mind Daddy, and Roy the Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Talk Podcast. Boom, talk, boom. In three, two, one. Here we go. Slim fast. Hey, how are you, Ryan? This is my dream guest. Yeah, well, uh, Can you I, believe saw that? You, I saw you say something like three years ago about how you wanted to, you know, I don't remember who was asking you. So you were on someone else's show, right? And, yeah. and somebody said, you know, who's someone you'd like to have on the show? And you said me. I And I just, I was scrolling through Instagram and I was oh, like, wow. oh, shit. And then I think I messaged you then. And then just flaked out continuously for the last however long that's been. That's all right. And I take no offense to it because I'm like, first of all, holy cow. Like, it's so funny. Like, when you first, you like, you followed me. I was like, oh, my God. I got, like, SlimFast liked my post and he's following me. Oh, and then you messaged me. It was really cool for me because I've been just a fan of yours and your show for 
forever. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that's weird to me that it's exciting for you because really? I see you as like a local radio guy, and I love local yeah. radio, you know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just... Look at me. I'm in my... This is a cool setup. A very cool <laughs> setup. I mean, obviously, I've seen it before, but it's cool. Thanks, like, man. You've got the whole thing just dedicated to it. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea what to expect, like where I was going, what what this was going to look like, and it looks exactly like it does in the videos. Nice. It's very cool. Fake it till you make it. I'm trying to get there. It looks cool. Did you try that stuff? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I, so I invited him. Finally, We finally get set up to do the podcast today. I'm like, hey, what do you want to drink? And he's and the coolest thing ever. You go, oh, please let me get you something. Well, yeah, I feel like I should bring something. You invited me on here, and I've flaked out for the last couple of weeks. And so I was like, the least I could do is bring you something for letting me come on here. Well, I just want to be a good host and provide. But uh, you said gin. I assumed you said that because you knew I was a gin. Yeah, guy. I hate gin. Okay, okay, I can't handle gin. Okay, but I, I was asking you like, yeah. So I said, do you want anything? Perhaps gin, knowing I would get you gin and me. I I have some whiskey back here. I would okay. But all right, and then you said, or Sambuca. I, th I think I just said, uh, yeah, I said, like, what what's, your poison? what's your poison? Yeah, what do you like? And I, uh, whiskey, gin, Sambuca. I don't know what Sambuca is. Literally, I had Weekend at Bernie's on in the background, like, maybe an hour before we were texting. <laughs> and I'd heard the, the, I don't know how familiar you are with the film. Uh, I've seen it. I saw it when I was a kid. I remember it. It, 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 lasts, it gives a lasting impression. Well, there was the guy who was sent to kill Bernie. And uh, he thinks Bernie's still alive, obviously. And at one point, he's, I just hear him say, he, I think he jumped on the ferry and he ordered a drink. And he said, Sambuca on the rocks. And it was one of those things that caught my attention. Cause I was like, what is, is that like, a, you know, a, a kombucha? <laughs> so I had looked it up. Okay. And so that's why it was on my mind. I didn't actually know what it was. And then when you said, you know what, sure, Sambuca, I was like, oh, this must be like a thing. I didn't and, say sure, Sambuca. Oh, you did? What did you, what did you say? I said, what the hell is Sambuca? <laughs> oh, you did? I, I thought you said, what the hell, Sambuca. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought you said. Like, ah, what the hell, uh, Oh, Sambuca. no, that's no. I that's why uh, uh, punctuation is very important, yeah, Slim. This is why uh, I, I said, get in what the, the hell time. is Sambuca, <laughs> not what the hell, comma. <laughs> this is exactly why I get in trouble on the air all the time. I literally see the text, uh, and you said, what the hell is Sambuca? And I literally just read that as, what the hell, Sambuca? <laughs> I'm, I stopped at the liquor store. I was like, do you have Sambuca? And they're like, oof, I don't know. I have to look that up. And I'm like, in my mind, I was thinking, well, I mean, Ryan knows what it is. So it must not be that crazy. You literally texted me, what the hell is Sambuca? <laughs> well, I, bought you some, I brought you some Kratom, too, though. That that was I got you that yesterday. So Yeah, uh, very cool. Well, let's give this a whirl. I will tell you it's smells awful well they didn't have regular sambuca that's just it he was like the only i'm not gonna sambuca like it. i have is, i can tell you right now i'm not gonna it. like just it no, i'm gonna try it. it would you smell it it's it smells like coffee right it looks no like... i wish it smelled like coffee oh it smells like floor cleaner oh yeah. it smells a little licorice doesn't yes it, it yeah. does it smells like it's gonna be like you know what like i'm gonna i don't like licorice before even trying this I'm, I'm gonna espresso. say it's like a like a knockoff cheap like hey we like absinthe but it got outlawed so this is what we're gonna make instead that's what it smells like let's see if it tastes like well and when I looked it up, it specifically said it's supposed to be clear. That is definitely not clear. But I think that's supposed to be flavored. It's it's very smooth. And it's it's licorice-y. It's licorice-y, but not overpowering licorice-y like absinthe. Just the smell of it. But it's 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 uh, not for me. Yeah. I can't do it. Well, throw it away. I will. It well, was not expensive, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think it was 20 bucks. Okay. So... Well, then I'm going to uh, just switch over to, uh, I got a little bit of Maker's Mark Go over for here. It. And thank you very much for the sweet uh, tea. 
I love that stuff. Couldn't ask for anything better. I got it. I got it from Aldi. I love Aldi. And that, yeah, that stuff I got hooked on that last couple times I was there. Sweet peach tea or some shit. All right, let's go. For I got to get that taste out of my mouth, man. It did not smell good. Ugh. I appreciate it though. It's the thought that counts. Of course. How amazing. I'm gonna. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna eat some. Of, I'm gonna this stuff. I got two different kinds of kratom. I got you because uh, you said you never tried it before. I feel like if I'm gonna bring something, that's what I could bring. Well, so, yeah. The but, uh, uh, what did I say? Yeah. The, the, the how I got you here on that post was uh, someone was saying who would you like, and I've said plenty of times. Slim Fast is like one of my dream guests, and I go, but he's never gonna come on because when I listen to you and I know how like. You kind of just portray as like anxious and kind of want to stay at home a lot. And I'm like, I don't even want to ask him because I don't want to even put him in a position where he has to say no. Oh, because I don't. Well, I appreciate that. But this is good for me because I've never done anything like this. And uh, I wouldn't have gotten out of the house if you hadn't have reminded me. So yeah, it's good for me to get out of the house. Okay. And so anyways, I, I told my guest there, I was like, I'd like him, but he's too busy smoking weed and doing Kratom with his girlfriend all day. Oh, yeah, that's right. I do. And he goes, that. and then that. you reposted it like, I'll come on and bring Kratom and weed. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, bring some Kratom. I've <laughs> okay. never tried it. God, yeah, I completely forgot about that. That's how long ago uh, that was supposed to happen. But yeah, this stuff was pro this would probably make you sick. That you should you should be fine. Okay, and you just shoot it. All right, we're doing mm -hmm. kratom. Mm -hmm. I am nervous. You say you get this we is like kratom gogurt here. Oh, gross. Well, you don't even know. Well, I mean, you never tried it, but go it is gogurt. It is gross. Yeah, gogurt is gross. Mixing it with kratom doesn't help. Here, you want to see a secret for these things? Yeah, please. I, I'm, I've never actually I'm had a, this I'm brand here, a but. Whoa, whoa, you've never had this brand? You're sticking me with a... Oh, look at that. I just slide the package. Wow. There you go. Huh. Is that how you take a condom off, too? I don't know, but... <laughs> I've never used a condom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but traveling with Kratom was always an issue because I was always worried, like, if I go somewhere, is it going to be legal? There are states where it's illegal. So what I would do is... Oh, would, my God. Is it gross? You need some tea? <laughs> it can't be that bad. I guess it could be. Hmm? Wow. Wow. It's very bitter. It like takes all, everything out of your mouth. It's like a... My brother always says it's like cleaning a lawnmower with your tongue. Is that accurate? It's like uh, if you condensed down, like if you made like an extract of, uh, of a five-hour energy shot. Right. It's like and that's that, really, but... that's really mild right there. Wow. So what I do normally, I'm, I'm splurging because I'm here. I got out of the house. Normally what I do like at work, I just take actual ground leaf, put it in a thing like this and mix it with water and shake it up and just drink it. That sounds fun to me. It's gross. Is that what you guys call tickle juice? No, tickle juice is, uh, tickle juice is, what is that stuff called? Uh, Pre-workout. Okay. Uh, there's something in pre-workout that literally, I think if you look at the ingredients and look up each ingredient, the only purpose of it is to just make you tingle. Do you Have, have you ever taken pre-workout? Yeah, I kind of. Yeah, but only once. I can't really remember if it got me super energized. It's just a, it's got a bunch of caffeine in it. Which, okay, that, you know, yeah. I thought this was, I thought caffeine. it got me too jittery. I was like, it could. Mm. It's got a bunch of caffeine in it, which is the main thing. But then it, it's not like I'm working out, in case you can't tell. But uh, it's got something in there that makes your skin tingle. And so, yeah, we started calling it tickle juice. Whew. There we go. Hopefully you're not hooked for life now. Wow. Wow. That is uh that's a tough pill to swallow. I, I've Sorry, never, I, I, I've never had that one, but I'm sure it tastes just like how it's supposed to taste. That, what, there's real bitter there's and actual like, extract. And they cost like twenty dollars a bottle for a little shot of it. Okay. And if you're a Kratom junkie like me and my girlfriend, 
that's that's what you want. But Get a little you bit more on that mic. There's a little sweet spot. Little, little I know too, it's not as nice. Too far as, uh, away. Um, oh, there you are. But those things are. Can I cuss? Yeah, they're us. fucking foul. <laughs> I mean, like bad, bad, so bad that I can't even. I, I will sit there and shake the those things and look at are it. Foul? Yeah, I just it takes me 10, 15, 20 minutes of just mentally preparing now my girlfriend she's like i don't know why you have such a tough time she doesn't think they're good but she's like just get it over with it's like you drink that slime with water why can't you just take the shot you know but they are really so if you thought that was bad i think you would have thrown up if i brought you one of the actual extract shots i won't throw up i can handle stuff i'll just be a big old baby about it yeah like i was you know my thing with gross stuff is I can handle it as long as it's, uh, oh, there we go. you know, medicine, alcohol, mm. drugs, medicine. This brings me back home right here, this whiskey. This like sweet. you actually enjoy the taste of that. Oh, yeah. You do. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It took me a while. Yeah. I, I know I've, I've had my share of alcohol over the years. I was always a beer guy. Excuse me. Uh, I don't know if I... I've, I'm pretty sure at some point, I mean, I'm sure at some point I drank way too much whiskey or bourbon and it just permanently left some sort of memory there. Yeah. Because when I smell it, if I just smell straight whiskey, straight scotch, it, 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 there is something telling me don't, don't, no, 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 don't. And I don't, I don't remember the exact incident. I get it. But I've always just, I, I like beer. I've just always liked beer. You have to drink a lot more of it. Yeah. And it makes you. Makes you fat. Fat bloated fat makes you piss all the time yeah i love it too i used to when you are you still prefer beer that's kind of what do you like what kind of beer are we drinking here uh well i also spend my life either you know anytime you see me there's a 50 50 chance i'm on the wagon so what do you mean i'm I'm not drinking so like right now i'm not drinking oh well so um should i put this away no 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 no. uh but why are you not drinking because if I just if I if I'm drinking, eventually bad stuff happens. It usually doesn't even take that long, but uh, like hours, wait weeks. Like what are we just talking? Like could be hours. Yeah, I can't drink in moderation. I really can't do anything in moderation. I definitely can't drink. If I drink, I binge drink. That includes beer, which part of the reason beer is probably the better alternative for me, because at least it took longer, took longer to get drunk. Right, and then maybe I would fall asleep because <laughs> most of the time I would drink alone at, at the house at night. But also what happened to me is, and I don't know about you, we're the same age. When I hit 30, I know people talk about it, but I couldn't, I could, if I drank enough to get a buzz, four or five beers, and I'm talking, you know, like four or five Miller Lights or whatever, the next day I felt it. And if I drank enough to get like a, a good drunkenness, like a 12 pack, you know, 10, eight, eight, 10 beers, something like that's that. A good, that's a good night. Which would be, that would be like on the low end for me if I was drinking, you know, if I was like, I'm going to drink tonight. The next day, how many would I'd have talking? a horrible headache. How many would you go? Like, what's a, a night of drinking for? for I was Reed? never one that figured out the. Uh, I, and I think maybe actually I did a little bit the last time I was off the wagon, which is dangerous. But okay, the, off the uh, wagons when you're not when you when are you, drinking. When you are drinking. Okay, yeah, on the wagons when you're not. How long have you been on the wagon? Um, uh, this year, this this. Oh, so, so I fell off six? the wagon last year. Yeah, and then I got back uh, to not drinking at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so. Was there something that happened that was like shit? I got to get back. Anytime, on the wagon? anytime I fall off the wagon, it's like I got it. This I got it. How long this. will you fall off for? Months. Okay. Yeah, months. Oh no, it just is depends. It? Like I think the first time I quit drinking, I was nineteen, so I wasn't even old enough to drink, 
and uh damn okay and then i i turned 21 and i drank i was like fuck this i'm gonna drink i drank on my 21st birthday i drank for a solid year straight like any night when i was 21 if you went and found me with the time machine i was loaded and uh i think right at 22 was i got in trouble again and so i quit drinking and at that time i think i was sober for like god 10 years or something holy cow yeah Dang. Yeah. It's, I mean, just after I got married. So for 10 years, you're like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to risk it. Right. It's almost, it's like I look at it and think um, that is going to get me in trouble. How old were you when you first started at the radio station? 20. Okay. And so you were drinking a little bit then? <clears throat> yeah. So I wasn't drinking when I started there. Like when I very, very first started there. And then I, when I turned 21, I remember on my birthday at work, someone... I because it was a weeknight and I said like it's my birthday you know what should I do and someone that I worked with said go get loaded like a normal 21 year old on their birthday I'm like yeah but I'm not drinking they're like not drinking you just now turned 21 you're a kid you're, right what are you exactly. talking about exactly. like you quit oh you who quits at kid. 19 of course you do you weren't even supposed to be drinking let's right. start back up now right. it's time right so uh yeah that's when I drank for like a year and then I got in trouble which god was I I don't remember how it all worked out I was on probation and then what, I was sh- drinking and driving or something. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, uh, then I violated that probation for drinking and driving and, uh, yeah, it was just, just a, just a dumb kid, just a d- dumb kid, just a dumb person. But yeah, well, I was a dumb, say dumb, dumb, kid. dumb person as a kid too. Yeah. And you're not dumb. Well, I mean, I'm still dumb. Cause I, I, I would totally, if I start drinking again, I, it will happen to me again. Eventually. Oh, would, hopefully it would take longer. Then you would drink and drive. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Uber. I know, but I'm telling you right now, there's something I'm just, I cannot. There's something in there that's just. The, the, the binge aspect is a huge part of it. There's, it's never enough, you know, drink until you pass out. You can't ever it. get, like when you get really drunk, is there still part of you that's like, I got to like, there's some things I just not supposed to do and I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. Like, I know I'm not supposed to do that But then stuff. you still do it. But then you think, well, it, man, there's a gas station right across the street. I won't get in trouble. You know, it's that. It's that. Oh, you're just driving like. Yeah, it's like across the street. I'll just go across the street. You know, I got a quick trip right across the street. I could just go there. Is that how you would get in trouble? No, but I'm sure it's how oh. I would get in trouble now. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Yeah. We'll get one of get those little birds or something, you know. Right. That maybe, and I don't know, is that even legal? I'm not sure. That's a good point. Honestly, though, that's part of it. But everything good that's happened in my life happened when I wasn't drinking. So that's, that's, a, that's part of why I don't drink, too. And then the, the hangover thing. I'm just, I don't exercise. I don't eat well. I'm not in good shape. Um, <laughs> I'm not like overweight, but. You look good. But my, my, my blood work, I'm sure, isn't Yeah, you're reflective you, of a healthy person. You really are like afraid to get all that stuff looked at. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't, aren't you a little bit? I mean, you're like in shape and. <sighs> I look like I'm in shape, man. I just wear a schmedium to make it look like I'm in shape. I'm, I'm a wreck, man. How are you a wreck? I like drink, I'm, I'll drink this whole bottle. Be, like I'm a there's drinker. No I eat that, like shit. Like, if, if you I, drank I work that out much, a little there's no bit. way that you, you would definitely be gaining weight, right? Or at least feel like shit. Uh, I can drink this and I'll feel... I'll, I can probably make it to work tomorrow. I'm not going to love it, but I can make it to work. It's going to be... I'll, fall, I'll pass out. But yeah, I mean... I've Do had, you have a... Uh, 
a routine, like a morning routine for after you drank that before? Like, is it wake up? Hopefully I can wake up and not call in. There's no like wake up an hour before you have to get up, take four Advil, drink a glass of water, go back to bed, any of that it's stuff. It's wake up until the last exact minute until I have to actually, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like yeah. I have to go to work now. Yeah. That's what it is. Just oh, get up and then get my ass up and just force myself to go drink some water. Uh, I'll, I'll stop at a quick trip and get uh, two orange orange vitamin waters oh okay I, you know what i used to do that too actually i used to think yeah. vitamin water like in my mind i was like in my mind yeah this will do something <laughs> right i do think vitamins help though it's a placebo effect if anything it's else a, and placebo effect is a powerful it, thing it works on my dumbass. the uh i like the uh powdered you know they sell the 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 vitamins that Emergency? are from like well no the um it, it's 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 like protein powder except it's 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 uh, just vitamin powder, and it's all derived from actual plants. So there's no okay. there's no synthetic vitamins in it, and I don't know if it's more expensive. So in my mind, it's better, right? Because okay. it's like kind of it's pretty expensive. I think it's like thirty bucks or whatever yeah. for a month's supply, and I, I would mix that stuff up. I noticed that if I woke up because I definitely had a routine like wake up an hour early, take ibuprofen, drink a bunch of water, and usually if I didn't do it then, then when I actually woke up to try and get started for today, that's when I would take some of those vitamins. It definitely depletes something. Your body's out. just like, I don't know what's going on. Right. I'm not a scientist, but there's something going on there. My body feels depleted, and so I would try that stuff. But I, yeah. I, it got to the point where I just couldn't. And, and I know a lot of people, if they're hungover, they can't wait to start drinking again because it helps that hangover. I never really had That's that. hard to do, that the hair of the dog thing. Yeah. I, I never had that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't ever. The last thing I want to do is drink. Me and too. Like, oh, whatever, just do it. I'm like, I physically can't. Like, same. the smell of it will make me just vomit. Okay. I'm the same way. But give me a few hours, and then maybe. Yeah. See, for me, it was but, always the day. Like, there was that day of recovery, and I was like, I don't want booze. And I'm telling myself, like, I don't want booze ever again. You know, just that broken record. Every time, I'm like, I should just quit doing this. And then the next day, when I felt good again, I was like, I should have some booze. Yeah. And that was just inevitable. How easily you forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I do. I've just recently started getting where I'm like, oh shit, because I I'm 42, and but I still have the mentality, I, there's something wrong with me. Like I still think I can do everything. I still feel like I can hang with the isn't kids. That, and, is it, isn't that normal? So I just turned 40 last week, and I'm I've I don't know about you. When I turned 30, because I do this thing where I'll start saying I'm the age before I get there to get used to it for okay. like a, something like that. I guess so. I did it for 30 and 40. It was the two I did it. But when I turned 30, like the actual day of my birthday, I felt horrible. Like just mentally, I was like, Dude. okay. Everything I've been telling myself about, you can do whatever you want because you're in your 20s, right? You can stay up all night. You can smoke cigarettes. You can drink. You can do whatever you want because you're supposed to at this age. Lazo always told me when I was young, he's like, look, my dad told me you can either retire uh, when you're young or you can retire when right. you're old. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. And of course, especially when he's telling me at 20, I'm like, yeah, I'll just retire I'm now. That's now great. Of course, that makes perfect logical sense. So when I turned 30, that was really tough for me. And so I assumed that 40 would be even tougher. The idea of turning 40, it was messing with me. But I was saying it. I was kind of testing the waters. And I, was, I have some friends that you know were a little bit ahead of me. And so they turned 40. And I was kind of like, well, at least they're already 40. You know, you're not first but it has not so far. I don't know if I'm in denial or what, but I don't feel any different. Either that or I already felt like a middle-aged guy somewhere in my mid-30s, and so now I've settled into that. You? Uh, well, so I, too, was married for a while. It's just in my marriage, uh, I'm like now why I'm drinking. I'm drinking more now than when I was married. Like, I, like 
I don't know how deep, I don't need to get too deep into it. But I, I just had a wife that was a square, just a boring square. And she was very controlling and ran everything. She'd be like, oh, I'll allow you to buy a six pack this week as a, you know, oh, I was, God. you know, like, like, oh, okay, cool. Oh. And so like, I hardly ever drank, never did anything like. So you like asked for permission. Yeah. Kind of the, okay. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. And then even when I would drink, it wouldn't be I wouldn't be getting trashed. It would be just a couple like a, just a couple times during like the nine or ten years I was with her that I could like two times on my hands where I was like having a hangover the next day. And so then I got divorced a little over four years ago, and then I'm like, eh, now I'm trying to now I want to be me. Like right. I was just I wasn't myself with her. And now I mean, I'm not like some out of control alcoholic party right, here. Right, it seems like you got it perfectly under control. So yeah, but I like you know I enjoy you know I enjoy getting. Dude, I drunk, wish I could. You know what I mean? I Every- totally get it. I see people like you and people in my family and friends who can do it, and I'm just I'm envious. But I've realized over time that that's never going to be me. <sighs> not with alcohol. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Because and I'm like I've always been. I like drinking so much that I can't let it get to that point. Like, I can't let it be a problem because if I have to quit it, that would suck. Oh, that's what I used to think, too. Honestly, when I started, when I fell off the wagon, I remember thinking, like, okay, don't fuck this up (laughs) because this is great, right? Like, that feeling when you actually hit that little sweet spot after however many drinks it is, it's different for every person, but uh, there's nothing quite like it. (laughs) It's just like everything's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, it's all going to be all right. Uh But... um, it was just too too. I had to pay it back too much. Who was it that said that? We talked about it on the. Oh, I think it was John Mayer. He he said he called uh, booze a loan shark, and said, you know, how how many drinks does it take until you actually really feel good? You drink this many drinks and then you feel good. And then how long does that last? What's that window? You know, maybe a couple hours. And after that, you're kind of chasing it again until you go to bed. And he's like, and then how many days, especially as you get older, do you have to pay it back? And I was like, that's that's me. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's what I guess your question was like, what about me when it comes to that? So I did have like a 10 year mm, like break where my liver was kind of just chilling and getting ready for the divorced years. Yeah. And so now I guess I can do I can go pretty hard, but I am finding now that I'm just not as young. I just don't bounce back. Like if I go like a little too hard, I need two days. What kind of drunk are you though? Like, what did your? How do you I'm happy. describe? You're just a happy. Oh, drunk? I'm a fun, happy drunk. No fights. No. Uh, uh, I can be an asshole. I'm not trying to fight anybody. I'm not a pussy though. Like, if someone's trying to start some shit with me, I'm not backing down. But I'm not trying to fight anybody. I want everyone to have a good time and have fun. You know, well, I want to get laid. You know. Of course. Yes. Yeah, what I'm, you know, trying to have. I'm just a good. I'm a good time. So you don't get. I, I think a big thing for me is not just the physical feeling, but I, I would get horrible anxiety where even if I had done nothing wrong, if I drank the day before, like at a Chiefs game or something, then the next day when I woke up, my immediate thought was, oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> like I'm going through the entire day. And even if I couldn't think of a single thing that I did wrong, I'm positive I must have done something wrong. And it's just that fear of like Were you getting, why did I do this like so drunk was it like blackout drunk like oh, you can't remember See, yeah, i can't sometimes. really like i'll get crazy drunk and i'll be like i'm missing chunks of my night but i know that i didn't like you know i didn't like go to the casino and piss on a roulette table or oh no that, like that i, could, I mean i never literally did that but yeah I, I, i've definitely had I've, I've had days where i woke up and I would piece my day together with pictures from social media or something, or on my, <laughs> on my camera, like memento. Like here, absolutely. Here, <laughs> here's pictures that we took. Okay, so we did this, and like, oh, I, 
that's right. I, didn't I buy a hat? Where did that hat go? And, <laughs> like I've, I've woken up and, and there's been, you know, 10 pizza boxes in the living room. I've gone, who got that for us? <laughs> did we eat that? Like I, where it's just all gone. That's a problem. That's not. And I think <sighs> I always thought that that was normal as a young person. Like, that's eh, what you do when you're young. And then I, people around me like, it's not. Man, Not you know, I get there's there's just certain people that I run into or talk to like you who I'm like, oh, I wish I could be around you when you're not on the wagon. Like, you must be so much fun. No, like, I don't think so. I want to party with you. Like, I've had a couple. There's other. I think all my friends would tell you no. You no? don't want to be around them. No. <laughs> no. Because I mean, I mean I, when I'm alone, I have a blast, <laughs> which, which was great because. When I fell off the wagon, I would, I, my whole thing that time that I was off the wagon, I would, I would, you know, like I said, it was no other day. Though. No, I don't. I think that's why I drink, but it, it, okay. that's why I wanted to drink, but I could have that escape where I thought, okay, this feels good. Listen to music and, um, hell, I don't even, I don't remember what exactly what I was doing, but it usually started like playing video games. And then there'd always be a point where my friends that I played online with would go, okay, uh, Reed, I think you've, I think you're a little drunk. I'm like, okay, well, have a good night. And then I would, pop offline and then I would just start watching TV and just keep drinking. And and on those nights I usually would buy like a 30 pack of Keystones, set them <laughs> Keystones, set, set them next to the to the couch. Cuz I didn't even bother putting them in the fridge cuz like I don't want to get up. <laughs> oh shit. I know, it's bad. It might, I do not have a large house. It is not a long walk to the fridge, but it's like there's no point in this. I'm just going to drink these. They're not going to get cold. And well, could, you'll drink 30 before they really get I could. I mean, I did plenty of times my, I, would, I would be happy if i you woke drink up. 30 of them yeah i'd be happy if i woke up and there were five or six of them left. you're not like, that right, big of right. a guy no it's too i mean much. you're big but you're not i mean you're like you're no. six two yes yeah, like a buck 80 buck 85 something like that oh you can drink wow that's a lot yeah <clears throat> i guess i mean i can much. drink a lot of alcohol but i wonder yeah yeah i never went through a big uh liquor phase like i was saying i I know for some reason when I smell it, it triggers some memories, some bad memories. I'm sure I drank it in college, my my brief uh, time that I spent there. But I, I, I do have recollections of drinking at a wedding and drinking bourbon and them telling me that, that I drank all of it. And they'd switched me over to, I don't know, whiskey or something. And that was the next the day. The difference. I, at that point, I certainly couldn't tell. And the next day thinking I might need to go to the hospital. Like that's the one time where I've had that hangover where I thought I'm medically not okay. It's not just that I feel horrible. I'm not sure that I'm not dying right now. My kidneys might have like something could be seriously wrong with me. And uh, I'm pretty sure that was the last time I had booze. I'm almost positive. That must have been the time that that Damn. triggered something. Yeah, you're just a little party. Party waiting to happen. Yeah. If but I, not, but not a fun party. Why aren't you why do you think you're not why wouldn't you say you're fun? Like I get too talky, I think, at first, which is the least of my worries. But then I think I just start making bad decisions, like, quickly. Like, what's a bad, like, I mean, like, why would, say, why would they say you're not fun? I, to I, like, I'm, I don't know. I a, think I get annoying okay. like, just to, you know, hey, come on. <clears throat> also, very, very persistent. Like, let's go to the strip club. No, we're not going. We are, you are not taking me oh, home. You got some good strip club stories. of, And like, most of those were probably, you know, fought tooth and nail to get there in the first place because I've, I've heard so many stories from friends like you started talking about how on your deathbed I'm going to regret if I didn't go to the strip club. Said, yeah, 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 like, yeah. So, the same speech every time. I think I'm just always embarrassed yeah. by all that. I, yeah. like, especially because I didn't remember most of it. Like, oh, God, sorry. You know, you don't remember it. I love that about you, though. I love at least how you come out. Like, it's probably weird. I, 
Hey, let me back up here. It, it, is it weird for you, one, because you're so open with your life and you're so honest on the air and you've been on the air for like 20 years? Is it weird that some people must come up to you like they've known you for so long and you're just like, oh, yeah, and you're like they just start talking to you like they know you? Does that happen? And is that weird? Like, uh, It happens. It's great. I is love it? it. Yeah, because uh, I... The whole reason I got into it was because I, I felt that way about everybody that I listened to on the radio. And growing up in Kansas City, by the time I was, you know, you're a eight, legend. 17, you're 18, a legend 19, now. A Kansas City radio <laughs> legend. Uh, there just wasn't much to listen to. Like, as far as talk goes, in the morning, there were morning shows, yeah. and I would listen to them. <clears throat> but then if, in the afternoons, like, you know, working different jobs, trying, I didn't want to listen to like classic rock or whatever the options were. Mm-hmm. So I would listen to Dr. Laura if I had to. Just. I just wanted to hear somebody talking. So for somebody to come up and say that they listen, you know, on a somewhat regular basis or know something about the show or something made them laugh or whatever, of course, that's an amazing feeling. It's great for your ego. Yeah, it must be. How do you handle that? Like, what, when, when was the first time you realized that you were, like, local famous? Uh, I don't know if I'm local famous. I would say... You're local famous for sure. I'm with Lazo on this one that the weatherman is local famous. There, it is certainly possible. You like can, when we you go can out, say that, but, that but I'm, or I'm your average Joe, and I hang around with just average Joes, and they would all be like, "Oh shit, that's you know that's Lazlo, that's Slimfast." Like you guys are Kansas City famous. Like you're, lo- yeah, you guys are know. local famous. Just, okay, sure, the weatherman's local famous too, I guess, but so are you guys. Like is you guys especially. You guys and Johnny Dare, you guys have been around for so well. So he's local long. famous for sure. He's yeah. He might even be arguably slightly bigger than local yeah. famous. But I mean, just like as far I've as, worked with him for twenty years, and still, when I see him in the hallways, I'm really oh, absolutely, of course. Oh, yeah, I mean, I listened to him, you know, in junior high, and right. And I remember people talking about the show at school. You know, hey, did you hear Johnny this morning? And I remember when I got the internship at the radio station, what they told me was the, the promotions person at the time said, hey, you know, do you like Johnny Dare? I was like, of course. Uh, yeah, well, you're going to see him walking around here. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, you're suddenly doing this. And then, of course, I did start to see him, and that, that has honestly never stopped. Really? Feeling that way. Oh, wow. No. I, I, you hear, like, um, I was just listening to, who was I listening to? I don't know. It was an interview with Get a little bit more SNL, mic for me. SNL You can people. scoot your little chair left a little bit more if you need. Sorry. But they were talking about they were just talking about doing, you know, having it was somebody from SNL, it might have been Adam Sandler, but they were talking about having people on that they loved when they were younger, you know, and what it's like seeing them. I'm not trying to compare myself to someone on SNL, but the idea that you can be uh, think someone's a celebrity and even if if you know, you're working in the same building like them and and like Johnny and I do, I never stopped. I never thought of us as equals or anything resembling that. You know what I mean? So I, I still look at him like now do hey, you? Yeah. I think No, no, like, now do you consider yourself an equal? No. Oh, you should. I'm, you should. Ob- objectively not. Like No. I mean, he's much Yeah, that's much I guess bigger. that's like the biggest thing where I'm with where I'm like, "Oh, man, like you don't give yourself enough credit." Like I hear that on the air with you. I'm like, "Man, he just uh, you don't understand how I don't think you guys, maybe Laszlo does, but I don't know if you understand how talented and funny and how great the show is and how you are and just how i don't know it's just i appreciate it, that it's really it really like I, like you're very like you have to realize how talented you are especially like some of the crazy bits you come up with the, the country psychic shit is amazing like 
Johnny Dare's fine. He's a, he's been around. He's a legend too, or whatever. But it's very. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I liked it when like, I was younger too. I don't know. He's, I, I guess I'm just saying in the sense of like that. That never goes away. The idea that when I go to work, I work in the same building as a guy that I listen to on the radio every morning. You know, as a kid, and the yeah, kids at my school were talking you're about that. But you're 20 years that, in, right? I'm just saying you're 20 years in. Like there's kids listening cool. to you now. I, I I'm saying it never stops being cool. Yeah. It never stops being cool that I work in the same. Building uh, okay, that's cool then. Yeah, like holy shit. So you know do I mean? you? Okay, on that same level, do you have the dream job? Do are you? Do you love your job? Oh yeah. Like it's like I I don't even I'm not going to work. I'm just I love what I'm doing. I'm yes. just going. Yes. Man, that's so cool. Totally. And, and I love that. For I you. think for most people in radio, the dream job is to be doing mornings because there's a lot more mo- money in mornings. Okay. Uh, but anytime mornings got talked about, I feel like Lazo and I both were like, it's kind of nice not having to get up in the morning. I did right? mornings briefly for a little while, uh, like six months, and just trying to get into that rhythm of, I mean, mo- people that do morning radio, their schedules are fucked. I don't get I it. I don't know how they, they – and I've talked to people. They say you never get used to it. You can do it for 30 years. You never get used to it. I mean, I, when I was doing it, the rhythm that I settled into was I would come home at like noon. I would eat, I guess, dinner uh, <laughs> and, and watch a movie or something, and then I would go to bed around 1 or 2 o'clock. And I would try and stay up till 2. If I could In the afternoon. I was just tired. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then I would wake up at like 8 o'clock. That way, if my friends were out doing anything – going to the bars or rock and bowl or just go doing anything i could go with them then when they were going home to go to bed i would just go to work oh so for like breakfast and waking up your morning yes is there a night time yeah right and you hear about those people who work night shifts and all that i mean my dad worked the night shift you know like the partial night shift where he didn't get home until like midnight and uh I just think that whole you can't because everyone else around you is on a completely different schedule. Yeah. The good thing is, is that you're done with work. And if you need to go to the DMV or whatever, everything's open for another however many hours. Right. But so what? Like that ain't <laughs> worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, if I want to, if I if I really want to, I can wake up at 11 in the morning, still get my work done, you know, go to work at, at one o'clock on the air at two and then get home by, you know, seven. Man, I'm really, first of all, I'm very, very happy and excited for you. I love people that get to do what they love, like their dream job. It's so rare and it's awesome, man. Like, I like this. One thing's about I love listening to you guys is because I know you guys are living the dream, quote unquote. Like, it's you guys figured it out. It's it's just awesome. It it is. I'm not going to argue. Yeah. I love that that. for you guys. And for me, like, I wasn't a good student in school, so I never really had a plan. And then, you know, you're like a senior in high school and they start coming around and like, what are you going to do? You need to do something. You need to go to college. That was the big thing. You got to go to college. You got to go to college. Mm-hmm. Okay. What am I going to do in college? I've got three older brothers. Um, one of them is a, is a uh, college science professor. So for some reason, I, I, and I liked science. That was like the one class that I did well in. I was like, I'll just be a science teacher, right? Yeah. I'll do that. You get summers off. So that's what I went to college for. But I was still working part-time jobs while I was there. And then when I came home for the summer, between my uh, freshman and sophomore year, I was working at this, um, it was like a factory. It doesn't matter. It was a job that I'd done off and on. And when I came back, I got to work there full-time. And uh, <clears throat> uh, 
I remember then we listened to the radio there at this factory. We did, my friend and I uh, who worked together, we didn't have any say over what we got to listen to. And I remember just we would bitch about the radio station. We would uh, during our smoke breaks, we would prank call the radio station. Oh, so, yeah. you know, we were 19 or whatever. My oldest brother had done radio for a while. When I was a little kid, I remember everyone being like, your brother's going to be on the radio. And I was like five, and I was like, wait, what? You know, I, I, to this day, I, I have a vivid memory of that. And most of it now is probably a memory of a memory. But I feel like I remember going into that living room, and everyone's sitting around, and we're waiting. And then th- that his voice was on the air, and I was like, what the fuck? Oh, cool. I was shocked by this. You know, you're already obsessed with your older siblings anyway, of course. Everything they do is cool, especially when they're much older. And, you know, he had a motorcycle and you know, oh, something like that. I cool thought he was brother. cool. Yeah, he was cool. And now he's on the radio, and I just and then he got fired from that job. Oh, and I was devastated. And I, oh no, I, I remember like the family talking about why he got fired because he would said something about someone else who's on the air, someone who used to be like kind of a big deal locally. Oh wow, I can't think of who it was now, and I don't want to say the wrong person. But anyway, uh, I just remember when I got that job after my freshman year of college, I was thinking about this guy that we listened to on the radio every day, and I was like. That? I know everyone says this has got to be a hard job to get because it it does seem like a sweet gig, right? Like if they actually like pay everybody you to wants do it, it, right? I mean, who wouldn't want that job? Who wouldn't? When I did Exchange City in the fifth grade and we did our little fake jobs and everything, the job that everybody wanted was the radio DJ. I remember that. I didn't even apply for it because I didn't want to be let down. So I just I was like, I'll go ahead and be the manager of the factory. That way I'll get the job. No one else is going to apply for that. <laughs> and so when you know I was working there that summer, I remember asking my brother, I said, how do you do it? Like, how did you do it? I've never really asked him. He's like, you just, you got to get an internship. And I was like, okay, right. But how do you do that? (laughs) You know, that sort of thing. And I just, I mean, the timing could not have been better because Lazo had just moved to town. I started calling around trying to get internships at radio stations. All of them want you to get college credit. This is back when you could still get unpaid internships, but you had to get a college credit for it. And I was like, but I'd like to drop out of college. Like, I'm not enjoying this at all. (laughs) And my whole thing is I'd like to do radio instead, or at least give it a shot, you know, and then I remember um, I was driving around in my car one night with my buddy, and my oldest brother called me and he said, hey, you need to call the buzz. And I was like, I called them. And he said, you need to call Lazo with the buzz. And I said, I already called the buzz. you know. And he was like, no, no, you need to call him right now. Like, just get off the phone with me and call him. I was like, and say what? you know? He's like, just tell him that you want to come hang out with him. 5765-965. Yeah, call the request sign, <laughs> which is what I did. And so I said, hey. And he was like, hey. And I said, listen, I'd like to come hang out with you. And I know he's, I remember him asking me how old I was and he asked me if I was in school. And I said, well, I'd like to drop out. And then he said, you're perfect. Come up tomorrow. <laughs> so I came up the next day, but I think his intention was that I was just going to come up there for a day, you know, say hello, whatever, hang out. And then that would be that. But I kept coming back and he actually, I, I can't remember if I had gone up there one day or two because he was doing nights at the time. And so I would work and I got off work and I went up there. And then after just a couple of days going up there, he got in trouble and got suspended, which no one told me. Cause why would they? I didn't, I was Who nobody. Yeah. Right? I just had hung out there literally two or three times, but I kept coming back to try and figure out when he was going to be back. And someone finally told me like, he got suspended. I was like, okay. Cause I remembered what he had said. I was like, he probably got in trouble for what he said. I don't remember that. So, uh, what did he say? Eh, it was bad. I mean, okay. Was it bad? No, not really. But in 2022 now, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it is. It was enough that it got him suspended. It had to do with the DC sniper, which was happening at the time. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And and I don't remember exactly what he said anyway. I just remember at the time, like, eh, maybe that's what he got in trouble for. So I just kept coming back. And eventually um, he came back. And I I remember the look on his face like, oh, like, dude, 
like, how'd you get in the building? You know, what I mean? like <laughs> you're back here. So then I just kept coming up there, and eventually, I think it was wow. six months that I had just been coming up there bothering him. I, and I really, really, I would go in there and just kind of sit in the corner of the studio while they were doing the show. Yep. And they and back then they did this thing on the station where once a week you could be a guest DJ, and so people would like apply online, and then they come in. And so I got to watch these people come in, and, and I was envious because I was just sitting in the corner. And eventually, uh, this is wild. Did you? But uh, not to interrupt you, but no, to no. interrupt you, have you heard of people doing this before? Because this is like kind of like the classic. I'm just going to be annoying and yeah. keep showing up, showing up, showing up. Did you like see that in a? And when and you know, I know you love eighties movies and stuff. My brother's the one who like, told me to do it. Okay, but I don't honestly know how he got his job. I think his job had more to do with like his job in radio had more to do with classes that he was taking in college that maybe the college helped him get his job. Um, but I was doing what my brother told me to do, he, oh, and he nice. definitely said like keep, keep going back up there. And so that's what I was doing, and I and I'm definitely that's what not great. That's advice. not my what a great big brother to have told you. Absolutely, yeah. he's a hundred percent responsible for me getting the job. I give him full credit. Hell he knows yeah. that. He knows that. It is totally him. Wow. Um, so, and, and he's my biggest fan too. So it's, he, he is, you know, Lazo's my radio big brother, but my big brother is also my radio big brother in another way. Right. You know? um, but yeah, then eventually I, he, I started talking on the radio. I don't remember exactly what all it was, but uh, here and there he would have me say stuff. And I think I like recorded some bits for him or something, but then they were going to, move Laszlo to afternoons and I was still working full time at a car dealership at that point in time. So I, I would go to work and then as soon as I come home, eat something and then go to the station and wow. it was seven to midnight. And, yeah. uh, which I didn't have to stay there the whole time, I guess they probably would have still noticed that I was hanging around, but I did. And, um, then when they moved Laszlo to afternoons, the boss at the time said, what would it take, you know, for you to, to do it? And I said, just pay me anything, you know, whatever it is, just pay me something. And so, yeah, we'll pay you hourly. And it was a little bit less, I think, than I was making at the car dealership, or maybe about the same. It was probably about the same. And I was like, you got it. And I mean, it was a big deal because I, I remember getting my family together and saying, like, guess what? They're going to pay me to do this because to me, that was it. Right. Well, now they're paying me. So now I just, I got to find a way to make this work. Like, this is because now I'm not going back to school for sure. I'd already taken a semester off at that point. So th this has got to work. And of course, everyone is telling me, like, it's not going to work. <laughs> right. I mean, people in radio are like, it's, yeah. Good for you, but just know that you're gonna you're gonna get fired a lot if you want to do this. You're gonna have to move a lot if you want to do this. And it wasn't long. I I don't remember how long I'd been there. They said they were blowing up the station. It leaked to the newspapers that they were they were flipping formats. They were gonna launch the sports station, which meant they had to get rid of another station to make room. And our station was a station. And so we literally found out from. I remember walking into work and somebody that I worked with saying, "Yo, come here." And I went into the studio and I'm like, "Did you hear?" And I was like, "No." Like, yeah, they're blowing up the station. I was like, "Oh shit." They warned me this would happen, you know, but I was like, I can't believe it. We just, I just started doing this, but then that ended up, you know, we've launched that whole save the buzz campaign and that's and, when that first started. Mm -hmm. That was because of that. And they ended up getting rid of another station, which sucks, you know, for them, for them. but I, that's, that's what I was pushing for. Get rid of them. Don't get rid of us. <laughs> they have fewer people over there. Right. Uh, and yeah, then after that. It's just been anytime I tell someone who's in the industry in any way, whether it's like the record industry or radio or whatever, they're always shocked. Like that doesn't happen. You know, that like, you saved like, it like th that. I stayed that I've been at the same station. Yeah, that, that I, is. That's got to be a rare. I think it's a rare story. I've never met anyone. That, even though you guys it. like even moved, but you're still like right, when you and, went but to they Seattle, but it was still the same. Yeah. You yeah. kept you were They simulcast us, which was cool. So 
yeah, that that was. It's it's it, and the the thing too though, and I, I'm sure every job is like this to a certain extent. But I would say the only bad thing about the job, I mean, I guess there's a couple, but the the main thing that comes to mind is that you'd get graded, right? You're waiting on ratings and all that. And because it is such a good job, <clears throat> I've never really stopped to fully enjoy it because every day you kind of think like, what if this week is the week? You know? I, okay, I, I'm glad you said that because I do want to ask you about that because for almost. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, as long as I've been listening, you guys do often talk about, oh, this could be our last week. Yep. Save the buzz. We need you. Blah, blah. Listen longer. Yep. And everyone always and, thinks we're full of shit. I'm not. I do wonder. I'm like, you guys do this all the time. Years and years and years. Like, how close If we talked you... about it every time that we actually thought we were getting fired, it would probably be close to nonstop. But well, is, is it really that... Is it, are you guys really that, is it, are you worried that, are you that worried because you're just, that's how you guys are. You're a little anxious and paranoid anyways, but you guys have been established for 20 years now. I'm not saying you, oh, just should walk around all completely safe, I suppose. I think the the thing, the 20 years thing, I would say there is a definitely more of a sense now than there would have been a long time ago that we can get a job somewhere else. The, not not that it's like a confidence, but there's more confidence than there was before. Whereas I had zero confidence, you know, early on. You have that imposter syndrome or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, well, if, if I lose this, I have to get a different job. I still have that. Like, what is my job going to be when we get fired? But I, at least now, I think if we get fired, when we get fired, my first thing would I don't be think trying to find another job yeah. in this industry. Okay, but it's, it can also be not. Even if ratings were good, the company could still say, we're getting rid of this format. Okay. There's so many variables. But a, p- okay. plenty of times, we just don't have good ratings. And that's honestly... Okay, but who does? With it, not to be whatever, but uh, you guys have... Do at some point, I have to, I guess you guys realize you're kind of like endangered species as radio because like there's that too you know what i mean that's a new thing i mean you guys i mean i don't think radio is going to go anywhere especially talk radio however it is it's mostly it is it has to be shrinking down a little bit compared to now that you know podcasts and spotify absolutely and and itunes and all that stuff like and i don't know of like you know even when i started i think the idea of a uh an afternoon sort of morning show in the afternoon which is kind of how we have always thought of our show there weren't a ton of them, but at least I knew the ones that existed. There were some big ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know those shows anymore. There are sports talk and news talk. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, like m- music stations or even just like uh, there used to be like those FM talk stations where they syndicate, you know, comedians and stuff. Um, I don't know of any of those. I mean, we don't have any here right okay. now. I don't know if that's even still a thing. So that's definitely a worry, too, is like even if you did get another job in radio, you might you might have to get up in the morning, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Which would still, hey, I would take a job in radio for sure, but like the idea of a job that's this awesome, maybe that's part of it too. Like you you were talking about, it's uh, is it a dream job? Yes, and maybe because it is, you're that's it heightens your sense of like, what if I lose this job? You know, what if okay, what if you like some I don't know billionaire right wing company buys out you guys and com- you know completely blows you guys up do you and laszlo you guys kind of joke about it here and there but do you guys have some kind of contingency plan or like if crazier shit happens we just happen to get 
save the buzz, listen longer, doesn't happen, we get fired. Like, would you guys just start a podcast or would you try to yeah. go to a different market? I think the plan would be to to try and find a way to monetize the podcast to make a living. Mm-hmm. I don't. Do you? Uh, we're not like we need help. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Being in radio is good for both of us because, first of all, it it it's still a job. So someone is expecting you to be there. Right. If we're not there. Yeah. Then someone goes, where are they? If we're podcasting, I'm very worried that you know, one of us every day is going to be like, hey, what about tomorrow? We'll come in tomorrow. Like the, I, I know we, we've both talked about how that would be an issue for us. Okay. Then the other thing would just be ha- you know, going about selling it and trying to, you know, whether we do like a Patreon or uh, try and sell advertising or I, – I, and there's always this, could, could we do that? You know, we've never done that. What, could we make enough money to get by doing that? I don't know. And it w- there are plenty of people that say, yeah, of course, you definitely can. It's You're already established. But then there's other people like, eh. It'd be, yeah, you're already established. But if you guys aren't, I, I, I would think, I, I don't know how I would do it. I guess, what, what the fuck do I know? But I would maybe, I don't like, do you guys either. do you guys ever think about doing a side, pro- like uh, Church and Laszlo after dark, and you guys do your own podcast just to get your whole, just to get you established on podcast platforms just in case you do get fired, yes. then you will be established and bring it over there. But right now, if you could just get fired, we'd have you, to start a whole not, new feed. Not, yeah, you have to start everything. And how are people going to find you if they all of a right. sudden like they have to follow your it social, would just be media. social media? Yeah, it, and that's that, very that's difficult, that's, and that's scary. And yeah, we've definitely thought about that. But as far as like, I don't, our, I don't know exactly how my contract is written, how our contracts are written. But okay, I think the idea of saying, hey, we're going to do something else. That's exactly what we do now for you, but we're not going to do it for you. There's, I think there's something there that says we can't do that. You oh, work for yeah. us. You have a contract. R- right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yes, we have definitely thought about that. Like, we should just get something started. I think you still could just like not call it maybe there's naming rights to it. Well, maybe that's why we did Scratchy like, Cat and Pookie a oh, few yeah. years ago. That's why we na- renamed it and everything because we thought this is a funny way to test it and we'll get around it and we'll launch a new feed. And we did it. We didn't ask for permission. I don't know if we'd asked for permission what they would have said, but um, I don't think they would have loved it, you know. Yeah. It's one of those okay. things. And, and also, we're just both fucking lazy. So right now, when we have a job, it's like, well, we got a job right now. Come in tomorrow, you know, and then, but we do talk about it. We definitely yeah. talk about the, the backup podcast stuff. And I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I do definitely think all the time I saw a billboard a, a month or so ago for uh driver. The Pepsi distribution center was like, Hey, we need drivers right now. Yeah. That's so Start, funny. Starting at $70,000. Okay. Oh, and we'll get you your CDL or whatever. And I was like, Man, so I w- I've been talking to my girlfriend. Like, I wish I had time to get my CDL. Cause I'd like to have something. And she's like, just, one thing at a time. If you guys lose your job, at least try the podcasting thing. I'm like, yeah, but maybe while we're trying that, I should also have a job, you know? So yeah. I, I've never stopped the the job hunt, so to speak, insofar as like at least having an idea. I always, and Laz and I talk about that all the time. Like, what, what would your backup thing be? And the last job that I had was working at a car dealership, so that's why I always oh. say I'm a... A car porter by by trade. I'll oh go. shit! You probably wash be a cars great. or something. You could. Oh, you could just do. Sale, you could be a car salesman. I don't think I'd be a good salesman. I tried it. People are just coming. Hey, let's let's come. Yeah, see, but you got to buy a pushy. car from SlimFast. Well, there might be. Yeah, maybe in the first couple of weeks or something. Yeah, there, there could be some of that. I don't know. But I don't think I'd be good at the. I'm not a good salesman. Okay. Are you? It's a are special. Are you kidding breed. me? I it my is brother's a, good at it. Yeah, I talk about. Yeah, I feel like it's just something inside some of those people's dna they just yeah. have like this 
gene in them that's just like yes bah, 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 i have to go i have to do this i don't know what and it the is charisma like yeah. we were at the um because i love a good salesperson like i love a good sales pitch i see i will buy me. something from i you. i hate i do not like sales give me your pitch i love it no get away from really me. yeah that you just feel cornered yeah or, i don't want I mean, to have to tell you timeshare pitch i guess I, I don't want any of it really? if i and if i go somewhere I already know what I want. Like my my car out there, I already had the car picked out. Everything when I went to the dealership, and they're all trying to sell me all this other shit. I'm like, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And okay, I have, I and I have that. a hard time. I don't like saying no. Like I try to be. I'm, right. I'm a, you know, I like to be nice to people, and like I, I don't like. Right. I don't know. I, I don't. We're wanna... salesman's best friend. Yeah. That that's it, and mm. I know it. You know what I'm. But lately, since I've probably since I hit forty, I am a little bit more like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no. I feel like I've gotten a little better at it too, but maybe not. I've yeah. at least told myself I'm a little better. I at have it. gotten a little bit better. Maybe that's just with the homeless. There were too many times I walked around or walked away from one of those encounters, going like, "God, why did you? Why didn't you just say no? You're such a that guy's not your friend." Yeah. But then there's another part of me that, like I said, I do enjoy the pitch. So forget about cars. I know people don't like most of the anything. Time I don't want to be sold about. anything. I want to buy what I want to buy, and if I have questions, I want you. But I don't want you to sell me anything. Like if, if, so what was the last thing we were, we just, oh, my girlfriend needed some, uh, I don't know, some, yeah, no, she needed some (laughs) sort of, uh, I don't need a salesman for that. She needed some sort of, uh, you know, like she wanted, uh, makeup face stuff, cream, moisturizer, shit like that. Okay. And so we went to the mall and I mean, these guys, it's like the full, let me show you something, you know, they're pulling up websites. They're showing you how much it costs. They're showing you the box with the, the, you know, very fancy, uh, uh, applicators and all stuff, and and I do enjoy that pitch. And and she bought shit, and we left there, and I was like, that was awesome. And and I, when I buy stuff like that, it feels more valuable to me if I got a good sales pitch when I got it. You know what I mean? I look at that thing that I bought that You're I really a salesman's paid for. best dream. Yeah. I really am because I go, yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. And then you start, you go home and you, you start bragging about right. it. And then I try tell and tell someone like, I'll tell you why it's better than like it's not better. And I'm like, I can't remember now why it's better, but trust me, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I, I like. I mean, maybe it's just because I don't have that gene. Maybe that's part of it that I'm just in I think, awe. Of I think that's why I am like that too. I'm like, I have to stay away because I know I can get suckered into it. Yeah. Like I, yeah, don't. Don't suck but me in. But if I'm going to buy something, like if I already am there to buy something, that's when I want the pitch. You know, give, give me a good pitch. I want to ask the questions. I want to ask everything. And just I just want answers from you. I don't want you coming at to me. I get that. And I, that's probably most people. I've not heard yeah. a lot of people say like, man, I'll tell you what I love. Yeah, you're cornered by a good <laughs> yeah, salesperson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, depending on the it's personality, a rush. I enjoy it. I One of the best ones I saw about... I. So recently, I just got hooked on going to Vegas. So I that was it. I went to Vegas the first time I went. I think I was twenty, and then when I went when I was twenty one, much more fun, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, I got to do this every year. So I went every year, and I actually turned thirty there, and then I just sort of like stopped going. I just kind of got this feeling of like. uh, I don't know, like uh, as far as the partying and everything, like I just, I, I don't know. Like so a it's lame-o. been like ten years since you've been. I've been, uh, but I I don't I I wanted I want to go again this summer. I've been planning on it. I was supposed to go a couple of weeks ago, but it didn't work out. So I think I'm going next month actually uh, in July. So that'll that'll be good because it has been a while. But I used to love going to Vegas. Like I wanted to go uh, once a month. You know, yeah, I just yeah, had yeah, yeah. so much fun. But it got yeah, harder yeah. and harder to get people to go with me. Oh my and, god! Yeah. Can I go with you next month? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. So what are you doing here there? 
and it's funny how you're like party. I'm not, I don't really party, party. Like I'll drink, of course I right. drink, but I never went to clubs or anything. I so I was a big. I've been a big poker player. Okay, my whole life. I always wanted to go, and I just never went. Then I got married to that square. No way in hell is she going. And then finally I went last year for the very first time, fell in love with it. Loved it so much. The first time I went, I went like two weeks after that. And then I went like a couple months after that. I've been five times in the past year. That's a lot. I know. And so, but it, you, have, you didn't hit a wall yet. You, oh no! Liked, okay, I, I can't wait to go again. Okay, good. I'm like I, I just keep craving it, and uh, yeah, I just love it. So what do I do? I like to stay at the Venetian. Yeah, and I like the people watch. I love to eat good food. I'm not a huge gambler, although the past it's expensive six months or so I have gotten into some gambling, like poker or other gambling. No, other poker. Uh, I, there's this game called Sickbo out there. It's like craps. You know, you know craps. I play craps. That's my thing. I don't know Sickbo. I love Sickbo is craps, but with three dice. And there's a bunch Never of... Never heard of it. I know. It's a Asian... Is it a newer it, thing? No. It's okay. an Asian game. Okay. And they got like... When I play craps, I play the bubble craps. You know, that's in the bubble machine, oh, like mm-hmm. bubble bobble. I've seen those. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. They have them here. Do they? Uh-huh. I used to go to the casino like every night and play craps like two in the morning, but it's been a long time. That on, was, on the table? Yeah. Oh, they, got yeah. they didn't have the bubble then, at least not here. Yeah, they got the bubble here now. Um, so it's so it's it's three card, it's three dice craps, and they've got all these extra bets on here. Like if you get a like a fifteen, you get like thirty to one. So and is so, it like the thing? Is it like the no craps tables where you can you can establish three as a point and no three is a craps? Okay, basically, like okay. three and eighteen are like their edge. Okay, because they started doing that here. They started replacing all the craps tables with these no craps tables where you could. Instead of, you know, getting craps on a three, they'd be like, well, that's your point. And everyone's like, oh, this is great. I didn't craps out. And I was like, no, it's not so great. <laughs> because now this is a fucking point here. And we've got to sit here and lose all of our money. Like, there's no reason to bet this. Yeah, uh, you just bet the other numbers. Yeah, it got harder and harder to find. That was part of why I loved going to Vegas so much. Because at least you could go into, like, the, you know, most of those casinos are closed now. But um, I got I got in kind of at the very end of those older casinos still being open, but just barely <laughs> kind of on life support where they were wedged in between the bigger casinos, but you could still go like, um, what was the one what, Casino Royale and there was Binion's and, Royale still there. Is it still there? I was I'm thinking last Binion's one was there. Was still is there. something else now, but it's still, there is but a they, casino there. They are did you, get rid of most of it. Cause they did. You go to old Vegas or, or both. Okay. The, I, you towards the end, we were gambling more downtown in old old Vegas. Okay, odds um, are better down there. Well, and it was easier to find. Yeah, it was easier to find like dollar craps tables because for me, me, like, well, if that's an option, why wouldn't I? Because you could still put unlimited odds on it. So why wouldn't I want the initial bet to just be a dollar if I'm going to lose it? You know? Yeah, because I'm trying to what win. It? Right. I, I don't care. I, I, I go higher. Getting I need that a, point yeah. and then getting the odds on there. And yeah, I used to play craps. I think that was one of my coping mechanisms for not like that was my risk thing. You know, you hear people say when they don't drink, they start. <clears throat> skydiving or something i never did that but i did gamble too much i do like the gamble like as i started lately I, I i started off saying i'm not a big gambler but within the past few months yeah i've had a few big wins here and that's there. enough I'm to like, keep you going oh, shit. i went long enough without the big wins that it was fine like okay you know what i mean okay. i just didn't quite get enough you know that rat pellet whatever that ratio <laughs> is yeah yeah i wasn't getting enough pellets there towards the end so i was kind of like i can't afford to do this anymore but yeah, I loved it. And and I I got hooked after 
of course, a couple of big wins or whatever. Yeah. A couple big nights. I remember one night. Then you're like, oh, I'm on house money now. Now I can. Now I can. Absolutely. Yeah. Like like walking away. It's like, wait a second. Twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. I started with a hundred dollars. Yeah. Whoa. How, how did this happen? I've never had this much money in my pocket <laughs> before. And I'm like, what the fuck? And that, like, that's when I got hooked. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely immediately thought I was. You know, someone in the movies, right. someone in the mafia, or something. <laughs> I got a lot of cash in my pocket. They're probably going to ask me. They're probably going to give me a suite to stay here overnight. Absolutely, yeah. I'm the I'm the casino's best friend too because <laughs> I am the person that's like I've got this figured out. I I've meet you. Got the casino. I know. I am an idiot like that. In fact, I've been. I was doing like I was hitting the bubble craps and doing good. I was like, look, you just have to have enough discipline, which I got by the way. Right. To just come up, I can make a hundred bucks on the bubble craps real easy. Right. Oh real yeah. Real easy. I'm gonna make eighty to a hundred bucks and just walk away. You do that a couple times, and then it's like, I'm better than that. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And then it's oh shit. And a couple times you can have. At least for me, I could have plenty of consecutive nights where I couldn't win the eighty dollars to begin with. I just kept <laughs> losing money. <laughs> yeah. Like Jesus, man, I've lost four hundred dollars already. Because you used to have the loss limit here. Remember, you could only mm. you could only buy in. I don't remember if it was four hundred or five hundred dollars. That was all you could buy in for, and then you had to wait for the clock to hit midnight or whatever it was. People would buy chips off each other in the bathroom <laughs> because if you wanted to like go and double I love your bet, degenerates. I love them. Yeah, well, and honestly, at five hundred dollars, if they were betting enough, I could see why they'd need to buy chips because you know, they're, what's that called? The Martingale bet, right? Yeah. Because I mean, if with the five hundred dollar loss limit, you couldn't do that, right? Because you'd hit that limit real quick, real quick. So. Um, I just liked going in there at because I would go in there in the middle of the night. I think it was somewhere between midnight and three, somewhere around there on weeknights. It was yeah. always the same guys. Yep. And it was like you know, out of central casting. And there was even a guy there who was like an older white guy, who I we just called him Tex. I don't know that he was from Texas, but he always had <laughs> a lot of black chips. And this is oh, still when they had lost limits, so I don't know how he's getting all these chips. I assume he's winning, has baby. to win them all. But he's always playing craps. I'm like, how can you win that much every time playing craps? Pressing. He's just pressing. And he hitting. would get mad. He would like he had enough power that he could get them to close down tables. And then I remember one time he came up to me as I was cashing in my $75 or yeah. whatever it was, and he was like, hey, uh, you know, uh, I didn't like that table over there. But if you want to continue to play, I'll get him to open another table. And I was like. Damn. Yeah, you know, I think I'm going to call it tonight because I'm looking at his chips. And I'm like, I don't, th- I don't think he knows that this is all the money I have. <laughs> <laughs> and if we go open up a table right now, it's going to be painfully obvious. Real quick. So I just never had. What's the minimum? Money. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's definitely fun. Yeah. But um, you got to win occasionally for it to be fun. Yeah. And in Vegas, there's so much more to do than just gamble. Right. That's so, yeah. Thing. I'm That's gambling I in between everything, but then it's also like. What do you want to do? Because everything is open and literally, and I know people say, well, you get tired of it if you live here. Would I? I don't, I love I think it so I, much. I think it will cause me a lot of problems. If I didn't have kids, I might be, I might be, right. I might be dealing right. something I mean, there. Strip clubs and, and, uh, massage parlors. And I mean, everything <laughs> there is, it's all just there and it's all open all the time. All the time. I'm a big people watcher and foodie. So I, I like going out. Like the wonderful, oh, wonderful thing about it is that. no matter where, they're all vying for your business. They so make you feel like like you're important. They do. And they do a good job. And then every restaurant there, no matter how small and cheap it is, they're 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 amazing. Yeah. They're so good. Like, yeah. There's a, so I like the Venetian because there's this place called Noodle Asia. Mm-hmm. It's some of the best Chinese food. It's I mean, <clears throat> when you talk to the waitress... Hey, I want hot and sour soup. Uh-huh. She writes it in Chinese characters. 
Like, oh, so it's legit. It's legit. Yeah. It is so good. And so I, everywhere you go, the food is just so amazing. Yeah. And and it's all open. And then it's just, I just like walk. Open. I just like walking up and down the strip, looking at people. Me too. And uh, locals say, you know, we don't ever go to the strip. We don't go there. We don't hang out there. We mm-hmm. don't talk about it. You know, we may work <laughs> there, but we don't, we're not hanging out there. And I'm thinking, God, I think I might. I would. I mean, maybe I get tired of it, but it's hard for me to imagine because- because I li- I'm a night person anyway. Okay. So me going to bed when the sun comes up, that's that's ideal. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, hey, we're and now all my friends, because they're on this Vegas schedule, I don't have to, <laughs> you know, pull them right and fight with them tooth and nail to get them to go out. No, they're they're gonna do this. And then we can go to bed at seven AM and then wake up at four PM or whatever and start this over. That's mm-hmm. great. I yeah, I can't I yeah, I, I don't know that I could ever get sick of it. And my favorite spot is at the Venetian is the outside gondolas. You know, weed's legal out there. You go to any dispensary, yeah. get some amazing weed. And just, I like smoking it right outside next to the gondolas. And like, that's like my, I have a spot there. I'm like, if I, if, when I die, like, you know, I'd like to be cremated and, you know, throw a handful of my ashes. Forget in about little... Venice. You want to go to the Venetian. Uh, yeah. 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 Good enough. <laughs> well, that's, that's part of what makes Vegas great too. Yeah. It's like, we don't need that stuff. We'll make our own. And, and tr- it's it, such a great attitude. It's such an American attitude. And, and when you fly in and you see like, I feel like an idiot. this was Maybe built was in the crazy. desert, you know, and there's there's no reason for this to be here. It's the desert. No, there's one reason. But then reason. it's like, yeah, yeah, we can. That's the reason. And we did. We, and yep. it's so awesome. It's America. That it is America. And the people are cool. Like, I, to me, the, the people, and maybe it's because there's so many transplants, but they seem very Midwestern. You know, I don't get it. What I like is it does feel like West Coast an vibe actual here. melting pot. Is because you'll go to like a pool, and you're gonna hear an Australian in front of you, an Italian oh, behind yeah. you, a, a Spaniard the over tourists. here. Like you yeah, hear everything. Cool. It's like whoa! Like there's people from all over the world right here. Yeah. That's like that's that's cool to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it there for sure. There was something I was gonna talk to you about. I had this. I was in the car. Ooh, I like that. And, oh, I know what it was. Uh, so I was thinking about, you, you know, what you do with your podcast. And I was, then I started thinking about podcasting in general. And then I was thinking about, I love podcasts, by the way. I'm assuming you do too. Like, I'm assuming you listen to a ton of podcasts. I, not only that, but like you, I've been a talk radio guy since, I mean, Garrison Keeler on right. NPR, since Car Talk in yes. like 96. There's somebody talking. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I just... And I, and podcast I think junkie. a lot of people that didn't realize they were fans were fans. That's why podcasting is so big, right? It's big for, I think, in my mind, many reasons. Is Number one, it's uncensored if you want it to be. Right. It doesn't have to have commercials. Right. You're not adhered to, all right, we're going to talk for 15 minutes, play a couple songs and a couple commercials, talk for four minutes. Like, there's just, it's more freedom and, <clears throat> yeah, it's whatever you want. If you like cars. Right. If you like kangaroos, if you like murder, yep. bitches love there. murder. Yep, it's all there. All that shit. And I was thinking about, I, you know, there was a time not that long ago when you probably could have talked to people that were in radio, like the bosses in radio, and said, what about these different ideas? What if we just did a show that was all about kangaroos? And they would have been like, no, that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. And now with podcasting, they've proven all that wrong. Sort of, but no. If you had a... Uh, welcome May, to 94.7 The Vibe or whatever. The, uh, sure. the Roo. 95.7 The Roo. We right. talk about that's kangaroos. Not gonna so that's not going to work. You certainly you need an international a, audience. Oh, but yeah. there's, a, there's, you'd be, I guess what I'm getting at is you'd be surprised how specific a topic can get. Sure. There would be enough people out there 
maybe not regionally, but when you do something like podcasting right. where it's international or at least nationally, uh, you, you can find an audience. And I know there's far more uh, unsuccessful podcasts and successful ones, but still the, the industry podcast, itself. Most unsuccessful <laughs> podcast in Kansas City. I roped some fast in. Come on, you just Joke's won. on him. You just won Best Local Podcast. How long ago was that? It seems like a year ago. A year. That was okay. last year. Okay, It hasn't good. come out yet this year. but I thought you were going to tell me uh, it's been three years or something. Mm-mm. But I was thinking, what is the, what is the other thing that could – because really podcasting is, um, you know, it's uh, talk radio. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of that specialty stuff, they even get into like the – I mean, they're doing the full like shows where they're doing sound effects and acting and stuff. I don't listen to any of that shit, but I know it exists. Yeah, it's out there. It seems to be, be popular with somebody. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know the thing that went away that has not come back is the comedy album. What what happened to the comedy album? So you're you and I are the same age. We were like we're, we were born. The comedy albums were a little bit before our time. But the last one was uh, Adam Sandler. His comedy. They're albums, all gonna laugh at you. Those were huge. Like at school, everybody talked jerky about those. Boys. It was Jerky Boys with the prank calls. Yeah, I mean, what's that, up, that, Sizzle Chest? That, that counts too. You should do a comedy album. That's that was my idea. We need I to should get, do a comedy album. Yeah, we need to do a comedy album. Oh, what do you, what do you mean by that? I don't know. Somebody sketch to do a comedy comedies because I I, I love, what, I was, obviously I, was, I I love Jerky Boys, which was more of prank calls, but yeah. And I loved Adam Sandler. I even before sketches. even before that, I was a huge. I listened. To, people people at school called me a weirdo, rightfully so. Monty Python. I yeah. had a Monty Python cassette that I would mow lawns and listen to. And yet, like, like the spam album, and I had it was like a, um, I definitely went through a phase. He's pining for the fjords. Yeah, yep. Uh, I had those uh, uh, what, what was, was that? I like traffic lights. I like traffic lights, but not when they are red. And then uh, what was the other one on the album? I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. okay. I sleep all. Yeah, work on that. I sleep all day. Yeah. And then, uh, and then there was a, what was the? And then there was one more on that one about. Eating, sit on my face and tell, and tell me, me that, that you love me. I'll sit on your face and tell right. you I love you. You know that one? Yeah. Isn't that life? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It was just a cassette of Monty Python that I had. So I remember a comedy we, album. So, like, something like kind of like. I just think like it's that. crazy that those haven't. Slim fast. But then if you want to work thought, with me and do something like well, that. Well, I'm not funny enough. Like, I can't, I can't do. I can't write jokes. I appreciate that you. That you think that i'm entertaining but right. I, I, don't, I don't i can't like i, go, I, I can't write a joke you know what it i mean does, well i think you can you just write it on the spot how do you right, do that, all right here's what i'd like to, well, to challenge you on that how do you come up with country psychic country singer what do you call it what is it country singer psychic or whatever country it is like that's the, that's one of the only ones you could ask me where i actually do remember the origins and we were talking in the news about a woman there was, there was like someone who'd been murdered <laughs> and they said that I don't know why she was related to, to a, well, see, it's not how you expect the story to start, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. um, she was the cousin or sister or something of a, a country star. And as we were reading the story, it said, you know, her aunt or whatever is this country star famous for singing this song. And they, and they gave the name of the song, like we're supposed to know what it is. And I, you know, I looked around like anybody know the song. Like, no, no. I said, you know, I don't know it either, but I'm sure it goes something like this. And I, I just started singing it. And then when we got done with headlines that day, I was like, we should just do that. Just give me the names of them. You know, just keep doing that. What was the name of that song? I think, oh, Skinny Dippin'. Skinny Dippin' was the name of the song. That So you, I guess you could look into the sound figure who that person was. That, that was the name of her song. And it was very much written like this was a hit song. You should know who this is. And I know nothing 
about country music. It's very niche. It's like the people that know country fucking know country. It's so But the normal weird. plebs like us, we don't know shit. I don't know anything huh. about it. I could not tell you. I mean, I, my dad liked it, but my dad was... I know Johnny That was Cash. way different. Yeah. Like, it, it, he liked... Uh, uh, you know, whatever the last generation, of st- like the 90s stuff that I would be familiar with, some of that. Is that like Maybe John George Anderson Strait or Black or, and George Strait and that uh, stuff. What's that one guy that did, uh, oh my God, he Chris Gaines. What's his name? Garth Brooks. Oh, Garth Brooks, sure. Remember? He liked, he was the one who kind of trans. Remember when he went right to me. Chris Gaines? Oh, yeah. Never listened to it, but I do. <laughs> me neither, I, but I, what, I a, what I remember a the album cover dude. with the hair and the... <laughs> Was that a wig? I think he actually. I think it was a wig. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. With a merkin. But yeah, country <laughs> music is a, a weird thing. They do that. Uh, I just it's so funny because I a buddy of mine the other night I said, listen, I'm at a show right now. I'm I'm downtown at a show, but I'll be home in a little bit. And he said, okay, are you at Hot Country Nights? And I was like, what? Like I know we're not like best friends, but <laughs> don't you know me better? <laughs> and I asked him later. I was like, did you really think that, or, or were you trying to be funny? And he goes, no, I was thinking about going down there. And I was like, you were. And he's like, yeah, I went down the other night. I was like, you did? And he's like, yeah. And I said, you like that? And he was like, it's okay. But he's one of these guys, too, that anytime I get in his car, it, it's, you never know. It, it's pop music. It okay. could be hip hop. It could, you know, I don't think music is all that important to him. Oh. I don't think that would like hurt his feelings to hear me say sure. that. But uh, I was still surprised. Even no, already knowing that about him, I was still surprised. I was like, you went to Hot Country Nights? Do you like that stuff? It's to me if you like that that that's what you like then right, but maybe not. It seems maybe, like now um, it's kind of pop music. Maybe I uh, so after COVID first ended, I would say last summer. Yeah. Does that sound right? Did yeah, last summer it? it kind I think of 20, ended? Twenty twenty was the first year of it, right? Was that February, 12, March? Yeah, of yeah. COVID nineteen. So yeah, twenty was so like twenty one so. would have been when we first started kind of getting towards, I think the end I, I of would it. say towards the end of the summer last year, I think hot country night started back up. That sounds right. And I had never been, I never really knew anything about it. I don't know I'm, what it is. I've, like I've said, heard of it, but I'm not a country guy. Is it like a free show or something. It is. I'm like, I'm, I'm a big local hip hop guy mm-hmm. and, and everything, everything, but country kind of guy. And then I heard about it going. I was like, Oh, COVID's over. Let me just, I'm going to go and check it out. Like, the week before I went to, who are the kids? School of Rock. School of Rock did like a performance down oh, at okay. Power and Light. I was like, oh, this is really that's cool. cool. I didn't hear about that. It, they were really cool. I was like. It was like kids doing it? Or? Yeah. like oh, cool. Probably 15. Like the old songs? 15, 16, 17 year olds. And they were playing like really cool. Like I think one was like a Nirvana song and I don't whatever. They played some cool shit. Okay. I was like, oh, it sounds good. And then the next week was Hot Country Nights. And I was like, eh. COVID's over, shit's starting to open up. Let me go check it out. And so I, and I'm not a country fan, but I'll go. I lasted about 45 minutes. I was like, this is just, it's all, I'm not super political, whatever, but it's all a Ameri- yeah. make America great again kind yeah. of crowd. However, I saw some vandalism now that you mentioned that. However, I, I was like, came from. I was like, Gentlemen, if you're uh, a 21 exactly to 30 said. year old single that's, dude, I kinda like the impression that's what my buddy there was are to like, some no, you go down there to meet girls, and I was like, you do oh, like okay. there are some uh, very attractive girls Daisy Duke yeah. looking kind of okay. chicks with the, like the flannel short sleeve flannel shirts fair. topped yeah. up with like a Daisy Duke type. It was like, yeah, there's. I was like, okay, there's some dime piece shit kickers jumping around here. All right. right. 
But I think I left that and then went to like Green Lady Lounge or something. Yeah. Know? I don't think that I could. Uh, I feel like I can assimilate pretty well in those situations. You know, as long as being a white guy is part of the equation, then I feel like I can. If, if it requires me to just be white, you know, hey, yeah, whatever it is that hey. I, I want to fit in and don't pay attention to me. But I don't think, not that I'm good at picking up women anyway, I don't think that I could win any of those girls over. I think I'd be surprised. Be, I also might be scared of them a little bit, a little uh, intimidated. Okay. I'm, I really got to pee. Yeah. I want to keep going, but can we pee real quick? Absolutely. Are you in a hurry? Do you have to get out of here? Yeah. Okay. Let's pass. Do you have to pee? No, I'm good right now. It'd make now. me feel a lot better if you did. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> you sound like Lazo. That's him. He's like, I have to pee again. How many times have you peed today? That's why I said like, The ideal age to have kids... Yeah, I mean, is that something you thought about I, growing up? No. I never really thought about it. My mom always said I would be good with kids because I do love kids. But did I, you know, I guess, when I'm asking, did you know you wanted to be a dad? Like, when you were in your teens and early 20s, did you always think, like, one day I'll have kids? No. I, I <clears throat> probably really thought one day I'll end up having kids. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'll end up shooting a load into somebody that... It isn't pro Roe v. Wade. That's so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably end up having a couple. Uh, and it's the greatest or thing ever. Or overturn Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Holler at your boy. So uh, mm. you were what? You So you were in your mid-30s? No, you were in your early 30s. No, mid-30s. Uh, nine, my son's nine. So I was 33. That's like the perfect age to me. If you're going to have kids. I don't have kids, but... Do you want kids? No. I mean, part of me does. I was always worried about, my if, like, if I had kids, what if they get my anxiety and all that shit? And anxiety I always said, like, when they started asking me about it, uh, that I wouldn't be able to look at them with a straight face and be like, oh, no, everything's going to be okay, because I don't feel like everything's going to be okay. But you that's okay. I, mean? that, I think that's what you got. I, I You and I... The, one of the... Uh, one of the real reasons I like love your show and like am a big fan. Fans like the wrong word. I don't want to call myself a fan of yours, but uh, but you listen quite a bit. I listen, but I it just fans the wrong word. Like I respect you and enjoy you. I don't know, whatever. Lack of a better word. I'm a fan of yours, but I, it's because I do relate a lot with you. Probably because a lot we're the same age, but I have a lot of the some anxiety issues of you and I, whatever. It's just I connect. In my own weird mind with you, which you probably get a lot of, which is weird. Um, and so, like, that part is no big deal with kids. It's like you ju- you'll just deal with that. Like, it just yeah. is what it is. And if you just are open and honest with kids, that's what you got to be. You just, yeah, there's going to be some anxiety and just be real with them. And so it's cool. It's okay if you're like, oh, I'm going to give you anxiety, quote unquote. Right. But if you're just cool and open with them, I think they get that and they understand that. And that's what they want and crave. I think my dad had me when he was really old. Yeah. And so, uh, but he was a good dad. And I feel like, you know, it all worked out. I was very lucky. So then part of me thinks like, well, you know, kind of like we were talking earlier about the retire when you're young or retire when you're old. Like I've got friends who started having kids and, and planned on it, one or two at like 21, 22, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their kids are, you know, getting ready to graduate high school soon yeah. and stuff. It's crazy. And I always thought like, well, you know, they, you had kids like all through your 20s. It's a struggle. Right. But then I think, well, it's how struggle long can you wait to where you're not too old? Which, cause I, but I never really thought my dad was too old. He was just nice. older than most dads. You know what I mean? And I do see a lot of celebrities now. 
where the dudes yeah, seem like but they're not raising forty and fifty. Well, right. I mean, they're paying for some not like big celebrities, them. but I guess like you know comedians and stuff that I see who seems like it's become like a Tom more Segura more common type for thing or Bill Burr and uh, mm-hmm. I think Corolla maybe had kids later when okay. he was a little bit older. And I don't know. I feel like I've I've noticed it more. I, and even I, like I guess you're saying they're not raising, which could be true. I guess I am thinking about like Jimmy Kimmel and those people. I guess here's what I would say. I. All right, you you probably wouldn't like. Okay, here, I, anxiety coming into it. Like, I don't want to give my kids that anxiety. Do you, mm. Here's what it is: for someone like you, uh, you would hate it. You would love it, but hate it because you want to talk about anxiety. You don't know anxiety until you have kids. Until Dude, you're like, I can only imagine. Okay, my daughter, my five year old little girl, I, I'm wrapped around her finger. Uh, two weeks ago, I'm upstairs in my, I'm hanging out with my son upstairs. She's down here in my bedroom watching TV. She comes upstairs at some point and goes, please don't be mad. Please don't be mad. And she goes, but I fell off the bed and she's like almost in tears. I'm like, I'm not going to be mad. What's wrong? What's right. going on? And I felt the back of her head. She had the biggest goosebump I've ever felt in my life. I mean, it was like the size of an actual chicken egg. On the back of her head. I was like, oh my God. Your right. heart drops. What what happened? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like what what's going on? What was she 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 fell off the bed? She like pat like I think she got knocked out. She said she woke up trembling really? and she couldn't even stop. And she came up and the oh first thing was like, God. please don't be mad at me. I'm like, sweetheart, I will never like it just right. happened. You fell off my bed. I'm so I'm scared. I'm scared. What do I do? What do I do? I'm, I'm we're going to the fucking ER. I've never like it just happened and you have a giant Right. Uh, Read. It was like right. oh, you don't know damn near bleeding. the size of this fucking rock. I, the first thing I check for is if it's a rock. It's just a giant on the back of it, a giant fucking egg. I'm like, I'm, I'm going. We're, Ar- let's go, Archer. Stop playing my son's name. Right. Archer, Archer, stop playing your beauty games. Get in the car right now. We have to go to the ER now. So I go. I'm, I'm, I get her. We get strapped in the car. We're going straight to Children's Mercy, and I call. I'm calling the nurse on the way there. My daughter just fell off. She's got this giant knot, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, the nurse is like really sweet. She's like, well, how high was it? I go, I don't know, a fucking normal bed. Like how high did she fall? Yeah. Okay. I have my bed, I don't know, two and a half, three feet. It's on like damn near cement. It was on this floor right here that you're on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, well, if it's at five and a half feet, it's automatically to an ER. Does she have a headache? Is she throwing up? I'm like, no, no, she's not bleeding. She's like, well, if you just put some ice on it and and keep keep an eye on her, and if everything's okay, you don't really have to bring her into the ER. And I'm like, dude, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> right now it's like, and I right. and I do have to be honest with you. Did she fall from that far? I don't know. No, it's my bad. I know. Oh, how, okay. I knew how she fell, and I'm like, I straw. I uh, whatever. I'll be completely honest with everything. I struggle to make ends meet every paycheck. Sure. I really am paycheck to paycheck. And now you're thinking about, she's saying you're probably okay to stay home and use ice or $6,000 or whatever it's going to cost to go get told that in person. Yeah. That's anxiety. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. So I get, I'm, I'm already that on the highway. So I'm like, all right, let me just take this exit. Nora, we're going home. I'm putting a bag of peas on your head for 15 minutes for every 10 minutes. And we're going to see what happens. And uh, she's still alive. Yeah. So the anxiety you get isn't from what you might think it is. It's uh, there are just my biggest fear in life. I've never 
I never really had a whole lot of fear growing up. But now I am just like, what if something happens to one of my kids? Right. I have nightmares where they drowned and I wake up in a sweat. If you got to go, we'll go. No, 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 I, no. I'm just, I, I'm, and so I can totally see myself because I agree. I, I feel like you and I have a lot in common too. Yeah. And I'm just trying to imagine I, these situations and these thoughts. I love my kids more than anything. It sounds overwhelming. It's the greatest thing. It is the, here's what it should be illegal. To love somebody this fucking much. Yeah. You love these kids so much, you can't imagine a single thing happening to them. And if right. it does, it's going to just devastate. Like, here's a real fuck. You want a real, a real deep interpersonal thought of mine? Yeah. My, I have this fear and thoughts. Like, if something, ha- like, God forbid my son or my daughter gets hit by a bus right in front of me and instantly dies... The first thing I think I should do is kill myself immediately so I can save, so I can be with them in the afterlife, whatever that is. Right. I don't know what the afterlife is. Right. I don't know what it is, but if I kill myself immediately, so I, oh my God, he just got hit by this. He's dead. Boom. Kill myself. Right. I got to be with him and walk him into the next journey, into right. the next step of afterlife. I need to be there to protect him and be with him. Yeah. Those are the kinds That's of thoughts. Insane. Yeah. And, and and I know, like, I mean, <laughs> you're insane. opening up to me and telling me about it. And I know. I that mean, is it, insane. But it makes perfect sense. It's, and it's, and I know that that's how it would be. Like, logically, I know that if I had a kid, that's how it would be. And, and then you're like, like but, you but if I kill jokes on Family Guy or something and, and Brian is watching the news and the plane crashes. And he's like, oh, my God. There was the episode where he had a kid. And he's like, oh, my God. I can't even imagine. What, oh, my God. Now that I'm a father, I can't imagine. I can't see an accident like that. And they're all annoyed at him as a new parent. I'm, I'm it's supposed to be funny. I'm like that would probably be me. I'd probably be that person. Like, I can't imagine I can't myself think about anything bad. Being... I already worry about bad things happening to people. Yes. And now, anytime I see that shit in the news, I would be thinking about my kids. I can't imagine. But yeah, and, and which brings me to a, a question for you because I back in the I've I've done acid, I've done mushrooms, I've tripped my balls off, and I've had some amazingly. Horrendous trips. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't trip. I'm yeah. not a dude that can trip. No, me neither. I can but barely no, smoke seems, weed because you I can say have the that, same problems. But you say you like MDMA. Love it. But that I, doesn't make me. Uh, I, in my that's mind, not a I'm I'm I'm, me. I, I'm freaking out. Even think if I oh would really even, yeah like you don't I, like it. I've never done it. I used oh. to sell the shit out of it, and I've never done. Oh, it. you'd like it. I don't want to be that guy. But <laughs> I think you'd like it. I don't like psychedelics would, I'm scared to even take them again. Like, really? I, I've survived it, but I don't want to do that again. I won't eat weed. Like, I swore <laughs> yes. that off about 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't like feeling like that at all. I've never been an... And people talk about microdosing acid and microdosing mushrooms and stuff. And I just... It's pretty easy to sell me on drugs. It's really hard to sell me on those drugs. I'm like, no, I... Okay, I'm you come across like the, that you are cool with that because of MDMA. And maybe I don't... I'm yeah, so that, MDMA, at least for me, but I, I, that to me would freak me out even before I take it. If, it but but the, it has the exact opposite effect. Like instead, of, there's no. I can't think of a scenario. But the whole where, time, where I'm like, oh my god, is there fentanyl in this? Oh well, there's that. That's what yeah, I'm saying. I'm like, oh my anxiety. god, oh my god. If I don't die, I should yeah, enjoy should this. But the it. whole time, I'm going to be like, well, that's a problem though, because as soon as it sets in, you're not going to be thinking like that. You're going to think everything is so great and so awesome and so wonderful. That's all it does. It's not like a, it's not, for me at least, it's not like taking a psychedelic where I can start thinking about, oh yeah, wait, why am I here? How am I going to get out of this room? Do those doors open up? You know, that uh-huh. whole thing that I can get caught in, I've never had that from MDMA. MDMA is like uh, that feeling that you get when, when you drink and you feel like everything's going to be okay. It's like that times a million. It just hits you instantly. And Okay. 
that's it. And you just feel so appreciative of everything. You know, that's why you see people talking about, I love you so I know much. that, but into my mind, I'm like, I know that's and where maybe, it's supposed I'm to sure be. I'm sure there have been people like, that have taken it and it's freaked them out. I don't know. I'm like, I won't allow myself to get there. Yeah. Well, don't start taking it if you haven't taken it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing. You've made it this far. Because what if you do I, like it? That's I the real problem. I made it that problem. far, but I have like, I tried DMT. Ter- yeah, not- that stuff all scares me. I, I can't. I, I'm getting anxious just thinking about it. Like, I can't do that stuff. I microdosed it for a while. DMT? Yeah. That's a thing? Isn't DMT no, the I, one? I made it a thing. Isn't DMT the one where everyone has like the similar vision or whatever of the... Is Apparently, that DMT? That's ayahuasca DMT. Like it was. Oh, uh, maybe that's this was the toad. Uh, so oh, the toad okay, yeah. secretion that's dried and yeah, you yeah, smoke yeah. it. It's I watch the... uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Where, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Actually, we had him on the show. I got real excited about it. And he came you on the show did. one of the few times that I booked someone to come on the show. Yeah, I remember that actually. That dude's an interesting. That's fellow. the only reason I know about any of those <clears throat> drugs is because of him. All right. Uh, do you have to go? Pretty soon. I do. What's pretty I'll soon? Because back. I am all right. Because I am getting anxious. I'm like, does he have to go? Like, if you have to go, oh, no, I can down. edit. Huh? If you have to go, I'll let you go right now. But I do still have plenty of questions. Got, uh, okay, you got time? Yeah, I got like maybe five more minutes. Is that cool? Ten more minutes? <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. I can come back. Oh, I'm yeah. having fun. Okay. I should. What I should have done, honestly, now is I'm thinking I should have just said I'd come here at two. I didn't know she was going to be leaving so early. Well, you didn't but, know that. You didn't know that you would enjoy my company. Uh, you might have. I thought I would, but actually, I'm just having. I was a little anxious about it. I'm sure I've never. Were you? Oh yeah, for sure. I've never. Why? I've never. Thought. You do this every day. Like my question was like, do no, you feel like you're I've coming to s- work? Like no. this is like a giant thing for me. I'm like, oh my no, god. Feel like work. Like, Does this guy feel like he's coming to work? No, I feel. Um, I've never done this. Like I feel like I'm being. You know, I, I'm being. A, I'm a guest on your show. I've never done that. I've never been a guest on someone's How's show. How's it before. going for you? you I'm like having it? fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm having fun. All right. Uh, I will let you go in a couple minutes. Did you feel that kratom at all? Yeah, you did. Earlier, I was like on fucking point. Oh, okay. Bah, 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 okay, bah, bah, bah. My favorite band is Three Eleven. Okay, you've gotten to meet them so many times. Like, is it like boring yeah, now been that you? A while, you... but yeah, no, dude. I think one of the first like celebrity. Dude, I couldn't imagine. I would just. Is... <sighs> I'd only been at the station for maybe like six months or something. They said, "Oh." um... Nick Hexum is is coming to town for some anti-war tour thing that he was doing. Or maybe it was with 311. Anyway, they said Nick Hexum is going to go to dinner with us tonight. And I was I was like 21 or whatever. I was like, oh, my, oh my God. God. Are you kidding me? And so it's all I thought about. I'm it was Nick like, Hexum, oh, we're gonna go on like the one who knows about things. And then the night came we and he didn't, he, he didn't get there in time, didn't show up or something. I was just like, I had to act like... Because there's other adults you? around, like, oh, you know, he can't make it or whatever. Oh, it bothered me, yes, but I had I know, to be but like, you had to yeah. act like it didn't? Like, oh, okay, well, so, yeah, I guess I'll just go home and eat or whatever. But, yeah, I was super excited about it. Have you met super. him? Like, are Yeah, you... since then I met him, yeah, but. How are how are they? They're super nice, super nice. I think, um, I think the last two times that I talked or that we interviewed anyone from them, I think it was Essay both times. That was. Okay. I think the last time I talked to him was in Seattle, probably it was like 2008. Oh, okay. So yeah, I've seen come them. here all the time. Yeah, I've seen them many times since then. But insofar as them like uh, coming in and you know doing stuff with us, it's been a while. All time favorite? Who's your? Do you have an all time favorite band? Yeah, probably the Strokes. The Strokes. The Interpol. Yeah. The, Interpol. I, I, Right, that that stuff that started to get really popular right as I got into alternative radio. So I have this 
for me it was almost like uh, okay that makes i guess sense. for most people it's the music from their college because i was college age or whatever so all that stuff that got it was really big then mm-hmm. that kind of garage rock stuff and a lot of the the bands i loved all that stuff but i also love hip-hop i love rap music and that's you did an Snoop, awesome. Snoop Dogg is, is my all-time favorite artist. Hey, Snoop Dogg's great. So, you did a, a really good. I tried getting him on the show. He said he would did it, would do it, but then he kind of dodged me. But you had him on your show that was like, oh, UBI, ubiquitous. Oh yeah, I've, I've, we we did a couple things with him. Yeah, I, that he, dude's dope. I think I did just like a podcast with just him one time. He's super yep. nice. Yeah, yep. yeah. He wrapped the headlines with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Um. And I right. so a friend that I grew up with, like from high school, grew up with ninth grade on. Uh, he's a, a DJ, and so he works with all those guys. And so he kind of introduced me to all of them. That had more to do with him, way more to do okay. with him than the radio station. So then my whole thing was like, DJ hey, Tiberius, could or I something? bring you guys in and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. I grew up with him. He's the the nicest human being. He's a badass DJ. He is. All right, he's one awesome. more question. I'll let you get out of yeah. here. So, like, I did, in my mind, fanboy out a little bit on you. Like, thank you again for doing this. This is, like, dude, really fucking cool for, for me. me. Ah, d- fuck that. This no, is dude, really cool for me. I've never done this. This is flattering. Like, I really <laughs> appreciate this. It's fun. Um, Your setup here is cool. I, thank you. It's surreal. So, I was, like, really looking forward to having you on and, like, somewhat a little bit nervous. I didn't want to fanboy out and blah, blah, blah. Did you have or like who was the first kind of interview that you ever had that you were kind of nervous or didn't want to fanboy out? Like, I can't believe I get to talk to this person. I mean, all of them, honestly. It seems like so many of them, at least. But I know there was a couple that were early on. But the one that I've I've had some variation of this asked in the past, at least, if it's not the same question. (laughs) And I, it, and I, I suck. I suck. I quit. No, no, it's not the same. Thank you, everybody. It's the Air Talk <laughs> Podcast. Uh, we're out. No, but, no, but it'd be a question I have too. Like, you know, when my brother was doing radio, like, who'd you get to meet? And, you know, who's a dick? Who's nice? Those types of things. And so I feel like those are kind of the common questions when it comes to the first, like, um, interview that I was nervous about. I don't know that I've actually been asked that, but I'm thinking in my mind, like, there's something close. I know that I remember thinking that Jane's Addiction Perry, were the nicest Perry, guys. Yeah, Perry uh, Farrell. Perry Farrell. Uh, they came in when I was really young. They were using a studio next door to ours to do an interview with like the BBC or something. They needed that studio. Big so black cock. While they were there. Yeah, that's it. So while they were there, um, of course, we're like, will you guys come in? They did. And they were so nice. And I knew like my older brothers, you know, friends and college roommates and stuff loved Jane's Addiction. And they were iconic. And now they were here and they were right. super nice. So I do remember being very nervous because that was like, I, I, as I recall, my first real celebrity encounter, you know? Wow. All right. Jane's Addiction. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's the one that I remember just maybe, and maybe she's, I don't know about once, being nervous. But <laughs> yeah, I was are you not five. A fan? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I love, I love 90s. Like, I'm stoned. So I'm having a hard time reading the room right now. Sorry. <laughs> I love 90s okay. music. I love alternative music. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all like, yeah. I'm all about that shit. Yeah, but I'm trying to think, like, was there someone that I was nervous about? Because I know there was, and I just can't think of, of who it was. Because I know Lazo told me that someone was going to come on the show, and I was worried about it. It must have... Was it that dude you, it you jumped on his back? Busey? Tried, was that Gary Busey? That was uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland, okay. That was nerve-wracking. You know what? Okay, that was a that's a good one, because I remember him saying that he's coming in. We don't have movie stars coming ever. Right. So at that point, <laughs> I had met some musicians where we're like, this guy's a movie star. Like, 
it's Kiefer Sutherland. That's, it's not just a guy who's in movies. He's a big movie star. And uh, so I knew he was coming in. I was real. I was excited, but I was definitely nervous about that. Because, like, how, how do you try and pretend like – because I always feel like when musicians come in, my big thing was always to try and uh, act like it's no big deal, you know, right? Don't yeah. want to seem like – so I'd just be like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, you I'm in the work. industry. Sorry, I'm in the middle of I've seen here. you guys. You eh, whatever. We'll get to you in just a second. Uh, but, you know, no, not like that. But you know what I mean? Try not to be like, hey, huge fans. I'll save that for later if I can, you know. Uh, so I felt like that was always kind of what I was trying to do was be too a- cool. Act like, right. Act like I'm too cool. All right. <laughs> you got to. We're okay. Yeah. You know. I've been doing that this whole time. Yeah. So, but, so how am I going to do that with Kiefer Sutherland? Even, you know. If I think I'm getting away with it with others, which I wasn't, I knew, like, how am I going to get away with this in front of Kiefer Sutherland? There's no way. And then, of course, when he came in, like, seeing him in person, he, he looked so cool. Like, you just look at certain people and you go, you are definitely on the movies. You know what I mean? Sean Edwards? Is that his name? The Fox 4 guy? Uh, no. Was, uh, is that his name? The black guy on Fox 4 that does the movie reviews. Oh, I don't know. I know who you're talking about. I don't know Shit. his name. I had him on the podcast, and he was like a dude that just exudes like confidence and coolness. Like, yo, I'm too big for Kansas City. But oh, he really? doesn't think like that. But when you see him, it's like, dude, what are you doing here? Right. Like, get out. You're like, yes. you're too cool. Yes. You it's are one, it's too like that. cool. Yeah, and like Kiefer Sutherland at that point, it's not like it was the 80s when he was at his biggest or whatever. Uh, well, you know what? He'd just done Jack Bauer, so he was really big. I told, I told you I could drink all this and be fine. Look at that. You seem fine to me. Yeah. I'm, well, you know, I'm f- about once this is finished, I'm about to perform fellatio on you. I'm not even <laughs> on gay. On me? I'm not even uh, gay, and I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, right. See? So you act exactly like me when you drink then. We've come, <laughs> come full circle. That's why I don't drink. You asked how I'm in, you know... I will. Anxious I, the next day when I wake up? Yeah. Because I blew my friends. Well, listen, that's not going to give me anxiety. That's going to give me, like, <laughs> ang- you know, motivation to keep drinking. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go. Hey, thank you very much for thank having you me sir- uh, I want to have you on again. This was awesome. Absolutely. And when you and I were talking about this originally, I was kind of trying to find a way. I was like, I, I really don't do shit on Sundays. But I know people, like, Sundays are sometimes family days or whatever. And I was like, I do this every Sunday. I, I wonder if it's okay to just say like, Hey, anytime on a Sunday. But so I'm glad that worked out for you because, uh, I don't do shit on Sundays. And so I would love to come back and shoot the shit with you. That sometime. would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and I will say that I have been, I won't uh, bring, I'll I'd, read the text more carefully. Read the text. more. Look at the punctuation. <laughs> and I'm glad it wasn't weird that I, I waited this long to bring it up. Uh, sometimes I uh, give your girlfriend fire emojis oh. in the old Instagram. Nice. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah. You give her a little fire emoji? I don't emoji? get on Instagram as much as I should, but yeah. Okay. I give her a little emojis, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I the I really get hypnotized by her on that... Uh, her hoverboard? The hoverboard. Yeah. Like, I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe like she has... Act, like It's actual skillful, and I get really I bought obsessed. her a hoverboard for Christmas one year like as a... Uh, it was like on one of those daily deal sites. And I was like, you know, there's like a one in a million chance this could be kind of quirky or whatever. And so I got she's it. amazing. 90% chance I was like, she's not going to be interested. And when I showed it to her, she's like, I don't think I'm interested. I was like, that's kind of what I thought. You know what I mean? Maybe we don't want to bust our ass on one of these things, whatever. But then she started doing it and like she just started doing it all the time. And uh, yeah, now she, it's like one of her uh, forms of therapy, you know? Like I've got vacuuming and she's got the hoverboard. Goddamn. I want to talk to you every day. Hey. Slim fast. I cannot like right. look look at me. 
I cannot thank you enough for doing this. This really made the four years of me doing this podcast was worth it to get to this point. Like you have no idea what this means to me. This really is like you've had way better people on the show. Not in my mind. Me. You like when I 100% I my two dream guests 100% three you Rogan and Trump. I'm not a Trumper. I just think it would be crazy to have him on. But like you, oh, I, I, you I, I are really a dream did. guest. Like this really. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Man. That. Thank you. I had fun. And I'm really sorry about the liqueur mix up. <laughs> Next time I'll bring Kratom. It's something that you want to drink. No gin. No. Uh, you told me you don't like gin. I'll just, I'll bring Maker's Mark next time. I, well, bring West Bottoms Whiskey Co. Oh, okay. They were go. my yes. sponsor for yeah. a little bit. And because like you, I'm very lazy. I haven't gone to go re-up. They still would probably sponsor me. Thank you. That's what I'll bring you. Dude, this was awesome. Thank you, brother. Yeah. I'll see you uh, soon. Hold, hold on. What are we doing? There we go. I had to get a real one. Dude, you, I fish handed it. Look at how it. tiny. You're so good looking. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Look at you. Your arms are twice the size of mine. Uh, don't listen to him. He's way better looking than me. And <laughs> yeah, they everything. Can he's see got a gold watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not true. So fast. I really do. Hey, God thank damn. You, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. I'm serious about doing it again, though. I'd love to do that. I just don't want to be. Uh, I don't want uh, anyone to think that I. Feel I have. Like, so, I deserve two two shows. <laughs> I look. I have. I've got so I have much to so give. many more I just questions. Like hanging out with I, you. I have so many more questions for you. I honestly do. I want to know about the business works. I really do have like a million more questions. Let's yeah. get out of here. Neanderthal podcast. If you'd like to support me, Neanderthal podcast, uh, patreon.com slash Neanderthal podcast, a dollar a month or $5 a month or more. Holler at your boy. Bye.